0: What were the
1: conversations about that among you?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's something we discuss every year in the competition committee. We, we get kind of sick and tired of the, of the talking that does go on from time to time on the field. We try to balance the um, the sportsmanship with allowing the players to have fun. And there's always a fine line there, but none of us like to see that. And uh, it's just a question of whether you can have rules that can be enforced and without taking the fun out of the game too. But nobody wants to see a player taunting another player. I know I certainly don't. And I think the rest of the members of the competition
1: community feel the same way too. That was Giants owner John Marer, talking about the new taunting rules, how he doesn't like to see players... Taunt one another on the field, and I'm about to introduce two people that are no strangers to taunting back from their Xbox 360 days where I learned everything I had to. First off, one of my first friends from Northport, Peter Vecicchio. Peter, thank you again for joining Old School Sport for this special edition. My,
2: My pleasure, Victor. Look forward to
1: it. Yep. Uh, Always enjoy talking sports with you If you guys remember Peter was on last year For the NFL preview uh, Which um, Shocker That's what we're doing tonight NFL preview for the 2021-2022 NFL season And the other individual That will be joining us One of my not so close friends Oliver Miner Also known as one of the two graphic designers The other one isn't allowed to be on the show or near a middle school, but that's for a different reason. Oliver, thank you very much for joining me on Old School Sport again.
0: Thank you. Pleasure is all on this side of the family. All right.
1: Okay. All right. So, guys, I don't know about you, Peter. This is like Christmas for us. Oliver, the show is very inclusive. So it's like Hanukkah or Ramadan for you. Uh The you NFL. Sure? <laughs> the NFL. Season is right around the corner, and I think it's time. I want to do this because Max is out this week, and we'll get his thoughts when he comes back on the upcoming NFL season. But I wanted to talk some NFL with you guys. We'll first recap some of the off-season biggest offseason, most impactful offseason moves. We'll give our predictions for divisions, for Super Bowl, championship games, all of that. We'll take a look at some of the individual awards, who has the most pressure on them, Who we expect to break out or take a step back. But first, let's start off with the list of the week. And the list of the week has to do with the entirety of that episode, which is NFL Preview. We will be reviewing some of the biggest moves of this past offseason. So, Peter, I'll let you go first. Number three. Now, again, just to remind everyone, this doesn't necessarily have to be the biggest move. It doesn't have to be a move at all. Peter, without further ado, number three on your list.
2: All right. Well, I didn't really order these, but number three, I'll go with uh, kind of kind of obvious. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. I think it it gives the Jaguars some some moderate legitimacy. Not that they're going to do anything really, but at least they have probably the biggest building block of the last five years. I know you're not a big draft guy, but it's at least somebody. Not at can, all. They can rally the troops around. Yeah, we know. And I don't I don't know that Urban Meyer is going to be. Going to be what he was in college, but at least Trevor Lawrence gives him a pretty good jumping off point.
1: Yeah, Peter, uh, a lot of people th- felt that Urban Meyer took the Jaguars head coaching job because of the opportunity to work with Lawrence. And I don't know, I'm, I'm a little on the fence too. We, we could talk about it now, we could talk about it later in the show. But to me, if you're a lifelong college football coach, someone that's later in their career, I feel like it makes it that much harder to make that jump to the professional league, right? All I know is the happiest thing about the Jaguars for me is that Tim Tebow did not make it past the first preseason game of the year and we won't have to deal with hearing about him all season long for doing absolutely nothing. But, yeah, I I think that's a good one. Oliver, what, uh, what comes in number three? Or, you know what, just one of your moves because apparently we did not order these. So, Oliver, number three.
0: Uh, I actually did order mine, but um, (laughs) number three, uh, I'm going to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, Not one that you'd I'd say first think of if you're thinking of the biggest moves, but I feel like the Redskins have a pretty good defense now. Washington football team.
1: Washington football team.
0: All right, yeah, the football team has a pretty good defense, up and coming. Chase Young, I feel like with Fitzpatrick, who's like a plug-and-play guy in pretty much any team – Put it on a, on a team with a good defense, solid, like receiving cores or running back solid. You can have that's got 11 and was it, 6 written all over it.
1: Well, yes, because again, another big uh, headline this NFL offseason is that the schedule expanded to 17 regular season games, 18 weeks in total with that bye. But, Oliver, it's funny you say that because I also had Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in number three, but for all the wrong reasons. I think that. The Washington football team, at least in my time being a sports fan since I was born, actually have a solid core of players, a solid nucleus that they've built around, that they can build around. Obviously, very good defense, young up-and-coming defense, right? They have weapons across the board on the offensive side of the ball. You saw them put up a fight in the first round against the eventual Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? And I feel that in their division, it's wide open. And you go with career journeyman Ryan Fitzpatrick, who throughout his career has never made a Pro Bowl. He's had a winning season, a full winning season once, and that was with your Jets, Peter, going 10-6. and six. Mm-hmm. And in that biggest game of the year, he choked against the Buffalo Bills that could have, if they won, if the Jets won, could have, Gotten into the playoffs, right? He had a great year that year. I'll give him that. But career journeyman, he's a very streaky quarterback. It's a roller coaster ride with Fitzpatrick. I just take a look at what else was out there. They didn't get any of the top young quarterbacks, according to experts, coming out of the draft. Again, if you were to sell me on Fitzpatrick for a year or Fitzpatrick as a veteran option to back up a young quarterback if he struggles, like the Miami Dolphins did last year. Okay, I get that. He's never been to the playoffs. I understand last year he kind of got the raw deal with Miami. I think they never should have taken him out for Tua. It was way too early. And I'm sorry, I just I absolutely despise that move. I I think that he's he's the number 3 best quarterback in that division, right above Jalen Hurts, and I just feel that Washington could have done more with the quarterbacks that were out on the market. Maybe call and see if the Green Bay Packers would have parted ways if you dangled a couple of first-round draft picks. Just because, uh, listen, draft picks don't matter if you're making it far into the playoffs, if you're winning Lombardi trophies. What matters? I would take Lombardi over a first-round draft pick any day. So I absolutely despise the move by the Washington football team. Wait, what? I I despise the move. I hate the move.
2: Oh, you you yeah. consider that a, a non move?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm saying that oh, that yeah. was That's a true. bad move from the off season. Like compared to all the other options or how they could have went about it, I hated Ryan Fitzpatrick being their answer. And I feel like there was a lot of hype around such a little move in my eyes. I mean, the guy's never been to the playoffs, Peter. That's fair. Sure. Um, Oliver, any rebuttal, or did I uh, silence no, you? No, I
0: mean, I think you're just a little salty that he's about to put put up 300 yards and four touchdowns each time he plays the Giants this year. So it is what it is. It's, you're a little salty about it.
1: I mean, see, like, I'm the difference is that. I gave you facts, and here's another one. He's never thrown for more than 4,000 yards in his career, so that's another fact right there. I know you're a little afraid of those, but— you know, you're just throwing out hypotheticals. The Giants' defense is going to be very good this year, and I'll get to that later in the show. So, Peter, uh, continue with your list.
2: Uh, I, have a, I have one that Oliver's not going to like. Uh, I have number two, Carson Wentz. I think the, the Colts have been a team for the last couple of years after Luck has left that they kind of had the team set up to have some actual legitimacy in the AFC, and they've been kind of – Kind of juggling around like Jacoby Brissett, mm-hmm. Phil Rivers, and now I think they're finally, finally getting somewhere with Carson Wentz, who I know had a little bit of a rocky, rocky ending to his career. But I think being back with uh, his old OC is gonna is gonna help propel him. And I think that at least gives them. I don't know that they're gonna be they're gonna be any sort of contender, but they're at least gonna give some kind of fight in the AFC South.
1: Peter, are you at all concerned with his? durability
2: yes but i mean i don't i don't think that you can it's still an impactful move either way okay he still was going to be out there at some point i know that he they said it was going to be five to twelve weeks a couple of weeks ago but it came out that i think he was going to be good for week one so as long as he gets on the field yes but i mean do i think i think the the issue with him has been i mean he like literally disappears in the playoffs by just getting hurt every single time so and I guess that I guess that remains to be seen. But
1: no, and I agree. Well, it's clear that every time he makes the playoffs, he's either already injured or is injured in a playoff game. But I just I think the biggest thing with him was that he was mentally drained in Philly. I think that he yeah. never recovered from Nick Foles being the guy who won the Eagles the Super Bowl that season. Always having Nick Foles breathing down his neck. I don't think. He had the confidence from his head coach and Peterson. I think a lot of his confidence was lost in his last couple of seasons with the Eagles. So I feel that he's a player that needed a new start, a fresh start somewhere else. Now, of course, the injury sets him back a little bit. It'll be interesting to see um, how soon he gets back on the field and how far behind he's gotten due to his injury. You know, obviously, he still needs to develop that chemistry, timing with the players but I, I do think that you're right with the Colts. They, they do have a solid foundation on both sides of the ball. But quarterback has been a problem for the last couple of years. And they haven't found their guy. And they're hoping Wentz can be that guy.
2: And I know you, you just said, made the point about how mentally he wasn't all there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know much about Colts fans. But I'd have to believe that they're they're more forgiving than Eagles fans.
1: Well, Eagles fans are just barbarians.
2: Which, I, which for a fragile quarterback, doesn't exactly. Oh, do yeah, exactly. you
0: are you're also, you're also talking about the same fans who, had, who booed Andrew Luck off the field after he had to retire because of injury reasons. That's a classic. All right. So the yeah. only thing
1: I'll say to that is they found out during the middle of a preseason game, I feel like Colts fans were a lot more understanding afterwards once they heard really? him speak.
0: I guess, yeah, but they still just boot off, like, their guy. Like, he was, like, their only hope, like, a savior after Peyton Manning, and they just fucking booed him out of town, basically. I wouldn't want to come back if I was Andrew Luck, either.
1: Okay, but Andrew Luck was also needed time away from the game because of the amount of injuries he sustained throughout his short career. Yeah, it's time to come back.
0: It's been three years. Okay,
1: so, Oliver, what's your next move?
0: <laughs> um... So my number two, I think, would be Matt Stafford. I think that him going to... What's that?
2: Yuck. Yeah, I mean... I have that as my number one.
0: Yeah, I mean... Okay,
1: Peter, hold off. Continue, Oliver.
0: I just feel like he was the missing link that the Rams needed. I mean, obviously, their running back got hurt, but now that makes him more useful than ever. Like, I feel like he's a guy... Never really has good running backs anyway, so he's kind of used to just airing it out the whole time, so it's going to kind of work either way, but he's got good old line receiving. His defense is absurd. Like I think this is the best chance that the Rams are going to have to win a Super Bowl. Like, they're going to be their most talented roster so far.
1: Okay, so I'll say my thoughts on that move once Peter uh, goes into what he has to say. Number two for me is—this might be kind of a bitch answer, but— The fact that both Super Bowl teams were able to keep their not only rosters intact, but their starters. I mean, the Buccaneers are coming back with all 22 starters from that team. Guys, think about how many times a team wins a Super Bowl and then, like, role players on that team go off to another team and get a big-time contract. The fact that the Buccaneers were able to retain all of them— it goes to show you the type of chemistry, the foundation that they were able to build, how good of a coach Bruce Arians is, for them to buy in for another season. They realized that they could have something special down there in Tampa. And all of them, whether they had to make some um, sacrifices when it came to contracts or not, all of them decided to stay in Tampa. So I think that they're primed for another run. And then the Chiefs. The Chiefs' biggest problem when it came to Buccaneers – was their offensive line failing to protect Patrick Mahomes. He was running all over the field. They were able to go out and trade for Orlando Brown from the Ravens. They made some draft picks for that offensive line. Obviously, they still have Mahomes, still have great talent across the board on the offensive side of the ball. The defense um, is good enough to still get that team back in the AFC Championship, back to the Super Bowl, especially with that offense playing as it is. So, I I think that the fact that both of those teams were either able to stay intact or improve on their weaknesses was was a big underlying move that occurred this all season. And then, Peter, why is Matt Stafford number one for you?
2: I think for a lot of the same reasons Oliver had, but I think he's been criminally underrated for the last I don't know eight years since Calvin left, basically. And he finally has the opportunity to have a marquee team, if you will. It's the center of L.A. The eyes are finally going to be on him. And, I mean, their receiving core is extremely good. He has a reliable tight end like he's all he had in T.J. Hawkinson, who did extremely well. And now you're adding in a defense it's ferocious. They have, like, I don't even know how many times Aaron Donald's won defensive player of the year at this point, but he easily could win it again. Right. So So, like, the Lions... The Lions, You're welcome. Good okay. to hear you. Uh, the marquee Lions is not got off. Yeah, I mean this guy's a horrendous host. Uh, <laughs> the, Li- <laughs> the Lions, the Lions issue every year seems to be their defense. I mean, they seem to draft some marquee defensive player or apparently marquee defensive player every single year in the first round, and they seem to get torn apart consistently. Whether it be at the end of games by Aaron Rodgers, or which obviously getting beat by Aaron Rodgers is is nothing to sneeze at, but. It always seems Oliver to be the knows same plenty story about that
1: over and over. Yeah, absolutely. Huh? You know plenty all about right. getting beat by Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Any closer remarks, Peter, or Oliver? Do you want to go? That's all I got. Okay, wait. No, before Oliver, before you go. Okay, let me ask you both this. All right, because I'm 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 sorry. I'm not a Matt Stafford sympathizer. I I I just I don't see it. And maybe Stafford
2: he, or Eli? Stafford or Eli? Eli,
1: without a doubt.
2: More, more
1: talented. Eli, without a doubt. Now, Silencio. No, I do actually,
2: though. Silencio.
1: <laughs> um, okay, right? Can I just ask you guys this? Where is the line? Where do you draw the line when it is the organization's fault versus the quarterback's fault? Because I take a look at Stafford, right? And he's been in the league for how many seasons he's he's been 2008 2008, so was that 13 13 years oh, no, you we'll can say do okay relax
0: yeah.
1: um 13 right how many how many times has he had a winning record can you guys tell me i can four times four times correct how many times has he made the playoffs twice how many times has he won the playoff game zero Why is Matt Stafford the answer for the Rams? Now, again, I'm not saying that the Lions aren't a dysfunctional franchise. I think that Detroit gets the benefit that Cleveland is just as dysfunctional and has as much of a troubled history past as the Lions do, even though uh, the Lions haven't won a playoff game since the early 90s with Barry Sanders, right? When does the blame fall on the quarterbacks? Because uh, we, we talk about all the time, Peter, in New York. And now, yes, bigger market, bigger media. But Daniel Jones is under pressure in year three for not leading the Giants. Sam Darnold got ran out of town. I understand the Lions haven't been a good franchise. Their best player retired early just to get away from them. But at one point, do we look at Matt Stafford and say, why hasn't he done enough to lead them farther? Than they've gotten.
0: Question: Is Matt Stafford, after he retires, would you say that he'd be a borderline Hall of Famer with the numbers that he's going to have? Yes. So you don't think that putting a borderline Hall of Famer on a, the Rams, who have an already good all-around team, would improve them and at least have them give them a very good shot to?
1: Well, we need to see that still, Oliver. And again, I'm not. I'm not saying that he. This, this, okay.
0: He's going to be a borderline Hall of Famer.
1: Borderline, I mean, he also has an overall record of 74-90-1. So I think numbers and the overall stats of the guy have to take into consideration as well. Now, of course, it's Detroit. So I feel like he'll get the benefit of the doubt. But Matt Stafford played with one of the best wide receivers to ever do it. Now, it may have only been a couple of years, but he never accomplished anything uh, with that team, uh, while Megatron was still on that team, so I understand that at points he hasn't had much talent to around him. But so have many other quarterbacks, and he doesn't get nearly as much criticism, nearly as much blame as those other cu- quarterbacks.
2: I think that also has something to do with the market that he plays in, though, like you said.
1: Okay, if but he
2: played, but that but, if he played in New York, he'd be getting killed.
1: Uh, I agree with it's that. His fault or not? Uh, well, okay, so Peter though. Like, are you confident to say right now that Sam Darnold is going to be a breakout star with the Carolina Panthers?
2: I mean, I think he'll be slightly better, but I think that has more to do with it being year four at this point than it does it being on the Panthers. I mean, the Jets also—we're getting off topic, but the Jets tried out— the worst coaching staff for him for three years in a row and then expect him to be something. It's just not going to happen.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I'm just saying we're heading into year 13 for Stafford. And yes, he's put up solid numbers. But when you take at the uh, take a look at the win loss record, and I get it, this is probably the best team that he's had in his career. I still need to see him go out and do it. Just because he has talent around him doesn't mean, I mean, he's, he's never been accustomed to winning. So how do we know that he's going to be able to adapt to that environment?
2: I guess that's what the the, uh, the new year will bring.
1: Yep, that's where... Yeah,
0: I guess it really comes down to would a borderline Hall of Famer going to a top five, top three, arguably, roster improve or not improve them? And it's really one side or the other.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Oliver, what uh, comes in number one for you?
0: All right, so full transparency, um was a little busy. Didn't have a lot of time to check my phone and do research and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just going to kind of go on the fly. Again, haven't been able to look at the internet or anything. So I'm just going to go. I, I got Carl Lawson here. Um, I mean, he yeah. was fourth in the NFL last year in pressures. Oh, uh, Career high sack. God,
1: you know he's just and fucking dude You You're I
0: think it's I, – I just <laughs> – I. yeah, I mean
1: yeah. – I mean we're
0: moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Are you
1: going to give us your number 1 or was that your number 1 you dipshit? That
0: was my number 1.
1: Okay. So okay, my number 1 is <laughs> <laughs> my, my number 1 is Green Bay's entire off season. And you might be saying, "Oh, Victor, why? Like they were able to bring back Aaron Rodgers, right? Uh, Devonta Adams, okay, they were a fourth down away potentially from tying up the game and heading to the Super Bowl, right? To me, Green Bay did everything wrong this offseason because, once again, can you point to one impactful move that they made to help Rodgers get back to the Super Bowl? I can't, all right? They— Continue. Randall Cobb. Well, okay, so you jumped the gun, I was going to say. Yes, they were able to bring back Rodgers, but it's only for one more year. And and I know they'll revisit it at the end of this year, but I think that relationship is all but uh, tarnished, right? You didn't do anything to really improve the team as Rodgers' years are dwindling, and that's been the case for the last five, six years or so, right? So it's the same old, same old Packers offseason. Your quarterback is once again disgruntled. Then you were in talks with your star wide receiver for a long-term deal. That came to a halt. It seems like the players are revolting against the front office. So if you weren't going to build around Aaron Rodgers, if you weren't going to take that team over the top, improve it with a still elite MVP defending Super Bowl champion quarterback in Rodgers, why wouldn't you get – a high return when his when his value is at an all almost all-time high like if you're not going to build and continue to get better around Aaron Rodgers why don't you just cut ties and restart and get as many draft picks and continue to build rebuild your team with young guys and I know it wouldn't be ideal to trade away one of the best to ever do it but if you're not going to help him out around him. What's the point of hanging on to him? Because now I look at it like this, it's Super Bowl bust, but you're going into the season with the same, almost the same exact team. And yes, I know they brought back Randall Cobb, who Rogers is a big fan of, but he has a couple more miles on those tires. He's older, a couple years older. I, I, I just don't understand it from the Green Bay. They they did, and, and I'll be honest with you, without Rogers, to me, they're like Cleveland. I think they go into the abyss. I know how iconic and historic their franchise is, but I'm not a believer in their head coach. Other than Rodgers, I'm not a believer in love just yet. I think that they're in for a rude awakening, and they and their fans should be pissed that they wasted two generational-type quarterbacks and only got one Super Bowl with each of them.
0: Go off, Larry. I cannot agree more. I... I feel like they this whole offseason was just uh, kind of a dick measuring contest between Rogers and the organization. I feel like Rogers kind of got what he wanted, but I also feel like the Packers giving him brain him back for another year like they kind of got what they wanted too, like just to keep Rogers around. I always thought that they should have just stuck with Love and just said like go fuck yourself, Darren Rodgers, because that's basically what they did with you know Brett Favre. Before, so why not do the same thing? I mean, you drafted him in the first round to be a starter for your team, I assume, unless it's like a Jimmy Garoppolo situation. So I feel no, like you're just cut ties. In,
1: what? No, no, no. I'll let you finish. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: No, I just think that I mean you don't you don't do that. You don't draft again in the first round if you're not planning on playing. So like, does he need two years to develop now? Like, I don't know. But it's just it's sad to see the Packers come to this, and it's just <laughs> tough to see.
1: Yeah, that was, Real really, to see. that was really sincere. Peter, I just want to jump in and then you can definitely have your thoughts. But my thing is, like, uh, uh, again, it, it definitely would not have been a well-received move because if you're trading an all-time great, it, it, it essentially is like waving the white flag and saying you're rebuilding, right? But the man is coming off an MVP-type season. And yes, it doesn't seem like uh, an MVP, not an MVP, type season, it was an MVP season. So you know there's going to be teams. I mentioned the Washington football team. Uh, you take a look at the Colts. Who knows if they would have went more in over Carson Wentz. Uh, I think the 49ers could have been interested if he was available on the market. There were other teams. I, I mean, uh, Miami is another team that I feel would have at least made the call. But I just... His ceiling... You never know what could happen at, at the... NFL level, and I expect another great season by Aaron Rodgers, but you don't know with injuries. injury I mean, look at it like this. If he gets injured week one and still wants out of Green Bay, you're kind of screwed because under the the contract or the agreement, Rodgers wants out of Green Bay, and I don't think an injury-type season will make him want to stay any more than he wants to leave. So I, I just—I don't understand from the Green Bay point of view, like— To me, it was—and I loved his press conference once he came back, just completely throwing the general manager and the organization under the bus, essentially saying guys come to Green Bay to play with him, which is true. I mean, uh, Milwaukee—I'm sorry. Green Bay isn't Miami. Green Bay isn't the bright lights of New York. Green Bay isn't California. Uh, There's really no other reason why the— play there's really no other reason to go play for green bay than to play with an all-time great aaron Rodgers. peter do you have anything to say on this
2: well basically you said why wouldn't you trade him and like that makes sense but it's also not over like if midway through the season they decide that they're at an impasse obviously they're going to be like all right so where do you want to go and a team like the broncos or something along those lines could could make the call And give some godfather offer. Like, that's not a done deal yet. And also, if you're going to trade Aaron Rodgers, you might as well trade Devonta Adams, who's going to leave also if Aaron Rodgers is gone because you're going to have to blow up the entire organization. Agreed. And also, it speaks volumes on the Jordan Love thing that they're still sitting there. I mean, I don't know if they were literally begging Aaron Rodgers, but... They ended up folding, so they obviously don't think Jordan Love is going to carry them like the Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers thing. They don't. They don't make that move and like alienate Brett Favre, if you will, if you don't. Know, if you know you have a superstar in Aaron Rodgers and waiting, like they obviously don't think as highly of Jordan Love as they should be, if they're willing to go through all this.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree, and I I think you make a good point that uh, you know something midseason definitely isn't off the table. so the only thing I'll say that Peter is. When you think about NFL trades, it's very rare to see a big-time trade in the middle of the season. And with the quarterback, think about how much he has to learn in the playbook, has to learn an entire new system. That's why I'm very skeptical that mid-season something could happen.
2: I mean, it also is just very rare that a quarterback of Aaron Rodgers' stature is potentially on the market. That's
1: true. That's true. Uh, and, and again, when when you have that opportunity to go out and get a – top-tier quarterback still playing at a high level when you have all the other pieces around your team, uh, you go out and make that deal, whether it's a couple of first-round draft picks or not, just because, again, I'd rather have a Lombardi trophy than have the 30th overall draft pick and and be thinking, wow, if we just had a better quarterback, we could have uh, ended up with the last pick and the Super Bowl trophy. But, all right. Let's uh let's get uh, – do you guys have any uh, closing remarks or can we get into some division predictions?
2: No, let's do it. Let's move on.
1: All right. And Albert uh, still, so with Rodgers back, Kirk Cousins is still the worst quarterback in the NFC North. But we can move forward. Let's get into some division predictions. And let's start off with the AFC West. So obviously the AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs are in this division. Peter, you started off with the list, so Oliver, I'll let you go first. Who you have AFC West? Chiefs. You going to go into it anymore or talk about the other teams? I don't, I, just... don't,
0: I, I don't think there's anything to go into. It's the Chiefs, and if you're picking otherwise, it it's the Chiefs.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh
0: Yeah, I got, I got the Chiefs
2: for sure, but I think the Chargers are going to be – a wild card team and a pretty uh, one of the higher wild card teams. I have I have the Chiefs at fourteen and three and the Chargers at ten and seven. Okay, I, think, I mean Herbert. Herbert was I don't know that Herbert's going to be who he was last season, but if he's anything close with relatively decent coaching now that they they hopefully have, they're going to they easily could have gotten ten and six last year. So I don't see why ten and seven is out of the out of the realm of possibility.
1: Yeah, so I too think the Chiefs will come away with this division. Obviously, I talked about it uh, in the opening list of the week, but they only got better in my mind. And again, anytime with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of success. The Chargers, Herbert, I I really liked what I saw from your one Peter, like you said. They have a new head coach in Brandon Staley. And remember, the Chargers could have easily been a winning team last season if they didn't have some, I won't say monumental collapses, but there were definitely some mental lapses late in games last season. They they blew a couple of games late in the fourth quarter. They, they didn't know exactly how to close football games and win them. I was really rooting for head coach Anthony Lynn, but it just didn't work out. But I think that they have talent on both sides of the ball. And I, I I also have them as a wildcard team. In terms of the other two teams, listen, the Raiders, to me, are just uh, – I, I mean, thank God John Gruden signed that decade-long contract because, to me, he should have been gone, if not last season, or the season before. I just don't see what that team is exactly doing. Um, uh, I just uh, – some of their moves are definitely questionable. Uh, another year where their draft class is – Uh, Again, you know me. I'm I'm not a big draft class guy, but it seemed like everyone had their um, head scratching with the Raiders moves. And I I feel that John Gruden is one of those rare cases where his generation of coaching isn't transferring over well to this generation. I don't know if he's a true believer in his own quarterback and Derek Carr. I wouldn't be surprised if Mariota saw more time this season. Um, And then... uh, Who's the other team? The um Broncos. The Broncos. Dude, once again, I think a good defense. I think they have good offensive weapons, good wide receivers. I'm I, I've seen enough from Drew Locke. I, I have. I, I do not think he's the answer. I think it'll be a mistake that they didn't trade or upgrade at the quarterback position. I think once again, and and it's so funny. It's thankful thankfully John Elway is a Broncos legend and he should be thankful that Payne Manning chose the Broncos because as a GM, he has never gotten it right at the quarterback position. Think about how many guys he screwed up on, whether it was Keenum, whether it was Paxton Lynch, uh, whether it was Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. Yeah. He just has never found an answer. And and I think they're still continuing to look and, once again, the quarterback position will hold them back this season. Well, I think them,
2: the both the Broncos and the Dolphins are in kind of a unique position where I, – I mean, I'll, I'll get more into the Dolphins, but they kind of have – and I guess the Giants too, which no. we'll cover your ears right there. No. But they kind of have middling quarterbacks who are just – I mean, if they, if they go south this year, they're probably going to be on the way out. And there's some big fish that could potentially be out there in Watson and potentially Aaron Rodgers. So I think they're setting themselves up pretty well to possibly get that that white whale quarterback.
1: Okay, Peter, do you? Uh, I'm sorry, Oliver, Do you have any uh, any remarks, any rebuttal to what I had to say? Anything you want to add on?
0: No, I, I agree with you.
1: If I ask you to repeat what I said, sir, uh,
2: do... I actually I got one more thing for you. Yeah. Uh, people forget that uh, if. Justin Herbert opted to go into the draft one year earlier, he would have been a New York Giant. But, that's all I really got. They
0: have Daniel Jones, they're good. Yeah, of course
2: they are.
1: You guys are absolutely fucked. Let's move on. AFC North, who do you have, Peter?
2: Uh, I, uh, this is one of the more interesting divisions to The top. Uh, I have the Browns at 11-6, and 6, Ravens at 10-7, and 7, and then I think the Steelers are going to Disappoint. I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to see a massive decline, and then obviously I don't think Mason Rudolph is going to be making any noise whatsoever. Uh, I also what about Dwayne
1: Haskins, dude? His uh, his uh, redemption tour with the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: Yeah, he'll be in a strip club by week six. (laughs) Uh, And I mean, with Joe Burrow, I I think coming off. Major injury. He's going to be a little cautious. I just don't. I don't. And if you like, look at the other teams in the division. I just don't think they're not going to beat the Browns. They're not going to beat the Ravens. Maybe they'll steal one from the Steelers, but the defense is going to clamp them. I just don't. I also think with the Bengals, speaking of the draft, going out and getting Jamar Chase instead of like a Pene Sewell just doesn't make any sense. They already have two solid receivers and Tyler Boyd and T Higgins and you add a third. And I get that he has chemistry to Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow is going to have, like, uh, one and a half seconds in the pocket every single down. So I don't really understand how that works.
1: Yeah, uh, a couple of great points, Peter, and I'll touch upon that. But, Oliver, would you like to go first?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, I think that it's – I agree with you, it's going to be a very tight division. I think that Joe Burrow – Mark this one down, Vic. Joe Burrow, second-best quarterback in that division next year. I don't know if it's going to be behind Lamar or uh, Baker, but he's going to be the second-best quarterback there. I think that— Is that really, like, like,
1: a profound prediction. prediction?
0: Yeah, I know. Just write it down,
1: though. Stradamus.
0: Um <laughs> So there's that. And then I think that the—I agree with Peter that the Browns are going to be the first, but I think the Bengals will compete for the wild card uh, and get the second-division spot.
1: So you have the Ravens falling off.
0: I actually think the Ravens will make the playoffs, too. I think all three teams, aside, for, you know, aside from the Steelers, could make the playoffs. Do you but, think the Bengals could beat the Ravens, though? No, but they don't have to beat the Ravens to get to the playoffs. Yeah, I guess you're right, but <laughs> it, makes, <laughs> it a, makes it a lot harder. I think that they could split at the very best, and it'd be like, obviously, they had have to have a very good day, but... I still think – I think they'll be a, a – they have a sick team. I mean, I think Joe Burrow, he got hurt, but I think he'll be fine when he – hopefully he'll be fine when he comes back. They got Riley the Queef reef at left tackle from the Vikings. Uh, Solid-ass left tackle. I think they got – what was the guy's name? Jonah Williams, who's their right tackle, who was a rookie last year. So, I don't know. I feel like they have an improved Can offensive Can you name block. me one player on their defense? Uh, that's a good one. Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick. I don't, I, don't, I think he's on a new team now. Yeah, I think he's gone. Actually, uh, Gino Atkins—he's still there. That's fair. That's fair. So, yeah, I guess probably, probably Michael a, Johnson too. Michael Johnson's there. Yeah, Carl Lawson. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their defense, their defense may be an issue, but I think that offensively, Joe Burrow is going to be very, very solid. So that's what I got.
1: So I, I'm at a loss because I really. Still, I'm not a true believer in the Cleveland Browns. And I I will say this Mike Greenberg of ESPN pointed something out to me. Prior to Baker coming to Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns were 1 in 34 in two seasons. Um, 1 in 35, I I apologize. And once he got there, they've won more games than they've lost uh, since he's come into the league and he led them to their first. Playoff win in a couple of decades, and I get all that. You know, they they definitely have offense, offensive firepower. I think their defense is going to be uh, pretty scary, especially up front. Even though, let's be honest, I'm so I'm so sick and tired. Jadavian Clowney at this point is a name, okay, and I think he will if if he can come back from that injury that he had that forced him to come, at, uh, forced him to miss all of last year. With that already talented defensive line, I think Clowney could have a nice bounce back here. But let's not act like he's a star pass rusher. I feel like he's a beneficiary of other guys. Baker, yes, he's definitely continuing to take strides. But I think that him, Murray are, are two quarterbacks that have gotten more help than a lot of quarterbacks around the league. And they should be putting up good numbers. They should be leading their team to the playoffs. So, you know, I, I'm a little mixed with that. The Ravens, listen, I, I I'm rooting for Lamar, but when he needs to pass the ball more times a night, he can't get the job done. They lost a key, a couple of key guys on defense, a couple of pass rushers. Uh, they've gotten some receivers. I, I know that they signed Watkins, but to me, Watkins was. He had a little bit of a revival with the Chiefs, but look how many options the Chiefs had across the board. Uh, you couldn't cover everyone, so I feel like Watkins benefited from the talented Chiefs roster. I don't know. Until the Browns really prove me wrong, it's tough for me to say that they're going to go far. I'll, I'll, I'll give the Ravens a slight edge over the Browns. I think the Browns will once again be a wild card team. The Bengals, I think that taking Jamar Chase... Very similar to the Cowboys' trio of receivers. I think that they have some young, talented guys that could become serious weapons. But, Peter, like you said, serious injury for Joe Burrow. They had a couple of offensive linemen there. Listen, we've seen in the past. You can have all the weapons on offense. If your quarterback doesn't have the time to throw the ball, or worse, if your quarterback isn't on the field because of injury, it does not matter. And then with – talk about offensive line struggles – I expect a lot of offensive line problems with the Steelers. They let go a couple of their veterans. They have an aging veteran quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, who's not the most mobile guy. Uh, Second best quarterback to come out of the 2004 draft class. Um, But, yeah, and I really hope that Juju um, gets lit up with the amount of – I hope he's done with the TikToks, but if he's not, I hope he uh, gets lit up a couple of times. So I'll I'll put – I don't think that there's going to be any – Horrendous teams in this division, but I think that the Steelers will and Bengals will have very similar records. I think that offensive line will hurt the Bengals, and their uh, their defense as a whole still doesn't jump off the page at me. So I have the uh, Ravens win the division, and the Browns make the playoffs via wild card. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I, I guess I pissed you guys off or something. AFC South, Peter, we talked a little bit about Carson Wentz going to Indy. How do you see this division playing out?
2: Uh, So I think – I mean I think in a lot of divisions there's a pretty clear leader in the clubhouse, and I think this division is no different. I think the Titans are on both sides of the ball. They have the best units in the entire division. They're – maybe the Colts defense is a little better, but – it's at least close that their offense adding julio jones although i think it's going to be not as as massive as people think it's going to be is still going to be extremely impactful because you're not going to guard julio jones and and aj brown and the best player on the entire offense is a machine in derrick henry so i think he that that entire offense is going to like their their style of play of just grinding out the game has just become that much stronger now and moving on, I think even even though I said the Colts were going to be the Carson Wentz thing was a pretty impactful addition. I only have the Colts at eight and nine because I just don't have confidence that he's gonna he's gonna stay upright the whole year. And also, I made this when he was originally hurt, so I thought it was going to be a lot worse. But uh, then I have the Jaguars at six and eleven. I I mean, I think they might put up a fight, but they're not they're not anywhere close to being to being what they expect to be with Trevor Lawrence. I also think Trevor Lawrence is going to not be – like. I think people expect Trevor Lawrence to come into the league and immediately just be ripping apart defenses, and I think that's going to take at least two years before he's a true true guy. And finally, I think this one is, I guess, dependent on Deshaun Watson, which I, I don't expect him to be there. But if he is there, that whole division looks maybe a little different. Maybe you shift a couple of wins to, to the Texans, but I have the Texans at four and thirteen. I, I think they'll they'll sneak out a couple of wins against a couple of teams. I don't think it's like last year where there was like the Jets were a clear miserable team, the Jaguars were a clear miserable team. I think that there's not going to the whoever gets the number one pick is going to have something around four wins, especially with the seventeenth game also. And I think that the number one pick will be the Texans at four and thirteen.
1: Okay, Peter, can I ask you a couple of follow-up questions? Yes, you may. Okay. One, why do you think that Julio Jones will not be as impactful as many people believe? Is it age? Is it durability? Is it the quarterback? I think
2: it's the offense. The Titans' offense is Derrick Henry. Okay. Like, to say anything otherwise, you have to if, – if you're going to add one guy who maybe – who obviously is a stud, but he's not somebody who you create an offense at – after trading for at his age, when you have something that's worked to the point where you were you're winning playoff games, I mean they, nobody saw that for the first run they had, nobody saw it coming, mm-hmm. and to veer away from that just doesn't make any sense. And also, I mean they this is something they always say in basketball: but there's only one ball. Like you're not, and I don't. I mean I think Tannehill is a good system fit, I but I don't think he's going to be slinging the rock all around the field. Like mm-hmm. the guy is AJ Brown which, I mean, he's obviously going to concede a pretty good amount of targets to Julio Jones, but it's not going to be like Julio Jones is getting fed on every single play.
1: Yeah, no, I completely get that. My next is, do you have any concern about Derrick Henry? Remember, in today's day and age, it's not, it's not like runbacks have a long lifespan in the NFL. Do you think that he gets a little worn out this season?
2: uh i mean here's the thing with derrick henry i the first year he was dominating i'm like oh, ne- next year he's toast and then the next year i was like oh he's toast so to say that again this year it, it's like counting out tom brady at this point like you're always waiting on his big injury or like the, the like the the games where he starts to wear down like most power backs do but he is simply just bigger than everyone like which, I mean, may may vote poorly for him injury wise, but it hasn't yet, so why would I count on it?
1: Very true. And then the last one I wanted to ask Do you think Trevor Lawrence starts game one? Inequivocally, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, Gar- Gardner
2: Minshew's going to start over him. You, you don't draft a guy number one overall to sit The What kind of question is
0: that?
1: Whoa, okay. yeah. you know,
2: whoa, 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 whoa. Big brain
1: there? Whoa. First off, Oliver, it's gonna be something. Urban dumb Meyer has not come out and stated that Lawrence is the starting quarterback. I was just, just one. Okay, Minshew to me is an absolute joke. The guy's a meme of a quarterback, in my opinion. I I would not want him as my. I mean, everyone fell in love with him because of his uh, creepy mustache. So he's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. He, he, was,
0: he was, was literally awesome. in the Capitol on January 6th. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Um, yeah, so, Avra. on that note, um, how do you see the AFC South playing now?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that you guys are getting into the, you know, analytics side of things. I think it's a very simple thing. It goes um, the Titans with Tannehill and the other three guys, when you look at them, their quarterbacks. You have a guy with long hair. Uh, a guy who's already injured and had injury problems in the past, and then a sex offender allegedly. <laughs> um, and I think that's pretty much all you need to really do to gauge kind of where the uh, AFC South lands. You know, oh. I mean, a sex offender might not even play though. So I don't. I don't alleged, alleged. Yeah. So it's yeah, him allegedly, or, I don't know T.J. Yates or fucking Brandon Whedon. Like, there's not. If he doesn't play, they're even more fucked.
1: Yeah. So. I'm I'm on board too, Peter, with the tight ends. Not because I'm a believer in Tannehill, and you can say all oh, you want about 33 touchdowns and only seven interceptions last year, right? But to me, that offense is built around. It goes with their catalyst, Derrick Henry, and even when Derrick Henry wasn't typical Derrick Henry last season, defenses still were afraid of him, and defenses still played the run. And to me. A good running game can make your passing game great. And what I mean by that is it opens up the play action. It makes guys more aggressive with the run game. And it opens up the airways. Now, adding Julio Jones, I think you made some good points with that. It's not like Julio Jones is the necessarily the number one true and only number one wide receiver on the team. A.J. Brown is already there, has established a connection with Tannehill, right? But I do think that it provides Tannehill another weapon. But here's my thing, okay? If it's not this year for Tannehill, when is it going to be? I'm on record saying that the Titans will never get back to the AFC Championship game with Tannehill as their quarterback. I think that if he does not ball out this season with the addition of Julio Jones, they need to start looking for... Other options. But for this season, I do think that they have more talent. Uh, Again, I I think that the Colts' defense compared to Titans is a little bit better. But offensively, I still give it to the Titans. I think that they will come out with the AFC South. The Colts, I'll be honest with you, Peter, a lot has to do with how healthy Wentz is. Um, You know, I don't really think they have a backup plan at the quarterback position. Nick Foles was thrown out there. I think that would be terrible for both sides. I think that it would only re-hurt Wentz's um, mentality, only make him that less confident in himself and his position with the team. The Jaguars, listen, it's tough to say. Uh, You know, I'm not all in on the hype with Trevor Lawrence. I need to see him. Play at the professional level, I don't care how good he was at the collegiate level, which, by the way, remember that he's lost the his last two biggest games at the college level and did not show up, did not play well in those two games. And then you have the Texans, who really, roster-wise, one of the worst teams in the NFL, and we'll talk about who we expect to be the worst teams and then it fell a little bit later. But the Texans are right there. It really depends on, ha- on how the Watson thing is handled early in the season, if he's eligible to play or not. Like you said, Peter, if he is, that means a couple more wins. But I don't expect much from the Texans this year. Watson had a career year with the lack of help. What? What are you laughing say. at? What? Well, say it. Watson had a career year last season despite the – despite the lack of help around him. So uh, I, I don't expect much. So I, I really think it's a time on everyone else right now for the AFC South. And uh, if you want to grow up, Oliver, uh, AFC East, who do you have?
2: Wait, wait, Victor, I'm not done. Oh, okay. Go. Uh, give me your ceiling and floor for the Colts, with or without Carson Wentz.
1: Ceiling? I'll go... Dude, what are you doing? My bad. Ten and seven, Peter. 4 without Carson Wentz. Five and twelve.
2: Alright, fair.
1: Why? Do you, uh,
2: I, I mean I'm still I'm still just starting off from that from Oliver's chicken coop.
1: Dude, you're an actual can you tell me what in reference that is too?
2: He's just saying I think he's just saying that was a chicken take. He was he was
0: queuing it up.
1: What's the chicken take about? About what, Oliver?
0: He's inferring something that he has no idea about.
1: Then say it, bitch.
0: Just move on. Yeah,
1: fucking moron. Oliver, AFC is who you have. And then Peter can go on about his Jets.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's Bills, Dolphins, Patriots. No, Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets.
1: And that's all I got. Okay, Peter. So, Oliver did minimal homework on this. So, can you carry the workload and tell us about the AFC East and specifically your New York Jets? Uh, sure.
2: Um, I think obviously the Bills are. The bills are. Oliver, the- cut it out
0: with the chicken.
2: <laughs> the Bills are the clear number one. I have them at twelve and five. They're they literally just brought back. I think they brought back everyone, or for the most part, everyone, everybody who matters. And they're only getting older, and Josh Allen is only getting older. I think he his contract was monstrous, but they have to pay him that. Uh, the Patriots, I think they'll have success in the short term, which is what I'm going to say about the Dolphins next. They have because they just spent a ton of money in free agency, and like I know it's Bill Belichick, and he does no wrong, but. Not to say he will do wrong. I only have him going nine and eight. I have him sneaking into the playoffs. But The Jets? Oh, uh, the Patriots. Does Bill dude, Belichick coach the Jets anymore? Dude,
1: maybe if you stop fucking playing with the chicken, you win the hero. Uh
2: I think the they kinda just just the strategy of throwing money at throwing money at players only seems to work for one season and then I think it's something around like a four-win drop-off usually for the one who, the, the team who spends the most money in free agency. Mm-hmm. Something something along those lines, which is why I think the die have the Dolphins at 7-10. and 10. I, I think Tua honestly just sucks. I, like He was getting rescued by Ryan Fitzpatrick game after game. Ryan Fitzpatrick literally was getting his face mask ripped off and had to toss a lucky touchdown to save them. And they still didn't make the playoffs. But if they made the playoffs and two was started, they would have gotten annihilated. And I think that's just setting up for more of the same. And I know he was hurt last year because he had that, like, crazy – they do, like, that crazy, like, surgery in Alabama where they, like, tie it. They tie some, like, metal rod or something or something along those lines from, like, some, some joints in your body. I forget what it is, but it's, like, only an Alabama surgery. And I think that definitely hurt him last year. But, I mean, he – Uh, The GOAT, Colin Cowherd, had a tip on him (laughs) where he said, all my life I've been told that quarterbacks either have to be tall or they have to be fast and have some elite quickness. And he has neither of them. He's short and he's not that fast. So, I mean, when you have world-class edge rushers just destroying him every single game, I don't see it working out. And uh, the Jetties – uh, I got him at, I got him at six and 11. I think they're going to be, I mean, there is to say that, to say that they're the same team as last year is a joke. They, Robert Sala is 50 times the leader and coach that Shithead had gases. <laughs> and now, now Joe Douglas has had the opportunity to actually get his hands on the, on the team and start to make impactful moves every day. The Jamal Adams deal looks better and better. Actually number 33, uh, yeah, and I mean, unfortunately, Carl Lawson blew out his Achilles today. It was he would have almost definitely been the best player on the defense, and the whole the entire defensive line of him, Quinn and Williams and Sheldon Rankins would have been a terror for defenses, and especially with Robert Sala's history on, with defensive lines, I think it would have been a nightmare. But I mean, I think Zach Wilson's gonna. He's either going to be a massive success in a Jets uniform, or he's going to be horrendous. And I, I am hopeful that he's going to be something. I think, and I think he looks, he looks like he, he's going to play the part. He's cerebral, and they have now an extremely talented, a very sought-after offensive coordinator in Mike LaFleur, who um, Kyle Shanahan Frank literally. Frank. literally, Kyle Shanahan <laughs> literally blocked him becoming a head coach twice and then he couldn't on the third time and then Robert Sala stole him so from that perspective I think they finally have a good offensive place they're kind of taking pieces from every great team in the NFL they have Joe Douglas is like an Ozzy Newsome descendant from the Ravens Mm -hmm. and also the Eagles where he they say he was one of the masterminds in building the Eagles team which fluke but yeah. Then they, they're stealing from the 49ers, who are a system that a bunch of people model themselves after. They have, obviously, Matt LaFleur and Mike LaFleur. From, they have the Packers connections. I think it's, it's, they're going to look something like the Panthers did last year. They're, I think they're going to be frisky, and people are going to say like they, have a, they might have something there in a couple of years, but it's not going to be this year.
1: Yeah, so Peter, I actually like a couple of things that the Jets have done. First off, I really like what Joe Douglas has done in this first couple of seasons. I mean, we, we still have to see some of the draft picks that he's selected. But obviously Metai Becton is looking to build off a great rookie season at left tackle, and I think that they've improved that offensive line as a whole, which is important with a young rookie quarterback, right? They went out and signed Davis, who I you know, I don't I didn't hate the move, Peter, right? But to me, Davis is not a number one, but they did follow that up with selecting Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss, and they have Mims who they still have um, high expectations for. I think that they have a stud on the defensive line with Williams, and uh, they have a solid defensive line, right? But I really like, and, and I said this from the beginning, I really liked Salah as their head coach decision because. I really feel that he's been – he's brought in the most excitement since Rex Ryan was named head coach. And I'm not saying that Salah has the same big mouth and everything, but you see – but you watch him. Obviously, he has a defensive background, but he's a passionate, fiery guy. You saw that on the San Francisco sideline all of last year. But let me ask you this, Peter, because we've been friends for a while now and Oliver would um, uh, agree with this. We heard it after Mark Sanchez, um, we heard it after yeah. Geno Smith, we heard it after Sam Darnold. Are you at all discouraged at the Greg past? McElroy, of the- Greg McElroy too and Bryce Petty. Yeah, okay, yep. thank you, Oliver. Do you – are you at all discouraged or worried that this is a pattern or are you more of a mindset, well, it's a different player? It doesn't necessarily – like – I mean, obviously the Jets have had trouble finding a franchise quarterback for a while now. But is there any reason why you're more confident about him or more hopeful about Zach Wilson? Because I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch much of him at BYU. All I'll say is that he looks like a middle schooler. But – You know, from everything that I see, a lot of people are high on him. I'm not. I'm not sold on him after one preseason game, like many people are, along with the other rookie quarterbacks. But any reason why you feel like Wilson's different than the rest?
2: I mean, I think it's more in in the system than it is how confident I am in Wilson. And I think that he. I mean, he is like been described time and time again as the perfect fit in the system that the Kyle Shanahan system. Basically, he's. And like the, he's a very good scrambler. He makes good decisions on the run. He's good outside the pocket, and that's basically what you ask for. I think that, like I said, I think it's going to be more. It's not necessarily that I'm as confident. Like obviously, I had blind faith in Geno Smith. Sam Darnold, I actually thought they had a chance, but this, I think, it's just the system itself is going to carry Zach Wilson to at least being decent. Okay. there, Zach Wilson, system quarterback. Hey, if he's assistant quarterback on their winning games, it's good a good enough quarterback for me.
0: Couldn't agree more. If they're in the right system, I cannot agree more.
1: Okay, um, Peter. Uh, second thing I wanted to ask you about the Jets: Are you at all worried that they don't really have a veteran backup to just in case with Zach Wilson?
2: I mean, if they, uh, I not particularly, but okay. I think if they really needed one, they could. They'll find somebody. They'll find like somebody. I, they were talking about trading for foals. I think there's no reason to move assets for a backup quarterback. Like there will be somebody out there. I mean, who knows? Maybe like you trade a seventh round pick and you get uh, uh, January sixth, Lloyd Gardner Minshew <laughs> to around the rock for a little bit. But no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too concerned on that.
1: Yeah, no, I was just wondering, Peter. And to an extent, I agree with you because even Mike Glennon is the Giants' backup quarterback right now, and. They're like, oh, like, it's great to have a veteran quarterback to, like, teach, like, help Jones grow and, like, teach him the ropes. And I'm like, why is it great to have a veteran quarterback that was a disappointment teaching your yeah, young what quarterback? What the fuck is Mike Glennon going to teach Daniel yeah. Jones? Oh, okay, so, Oliver, again, it wasn't me saying this. It was the announcers. so <laughs> chill out, dude. <laughs> you have He's to right, s- though. What, me?
2: No, Oliver's
1: right. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying, like. Like, yeah, Mike Lennon's career as a whole was a disappointment. Like, why do I want him mentoring my young quarterback? Like it doesn't it doesn't I mean, really make also sense. Guys
2: like like f- they're guys who they may not be the most talented, but like I think like I don't know if Jordan Palmer, I'm pretty sure he played in the league, but he has Yes, become he did. Like he played massive, with the Giants. Yeah, so he's become like a massive quarterback guru guy, like like uh Chris Sims, I don't know if yeah. he actually is in locker rooms, but he's an analyst now and a trusted voice, like yeah. He was an ex quarterback doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have to be a great quarterback to
0: be a good yeah, quarterback teacher. But I feel like Mike Glennon is one of those guys if you like look at him like there's no way this guy knows anything about football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would I would rather have Victor with the game on the line than Mike Lennon. Yeah. No, no way around that. Dude, dude, that, don't
1: on. take shots at yeah. me because I'm telling you, it was all politics, dude. I could have I, had a career if it wasn't for the Northport coaches, but...
0: Yeah, I've always said that. They've had a vendetta. It was kind of like the Rodgers-Green uh, Bay situation. Yeah, similar yeah, to that. They a trade to Comac.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to say, uh, oh, another quarterback... Analyst that I can't fucking stand, though, Dan Olavsky. He sucks, dude. I, I hate him.
2: I think he, he always praises the Jets, so I like him. Oh, but right. Well, I, I see why you would.
1: But um, anyway, um, AFC East for me, Peter. Um, I read Bills at the top. Uh, I don't know. I'll get into this a little bit later. Don't know if Josh Allen will have another MVP caliber season like he did last year, but he still has his weapons. Um, The defense is solid as well. The Dolphins, I'm not as negative on i i i think that i'll say average quarter quarterback play from Tua. it now again is that going to be good enough to playoffs we'll see but definitely there's a lot of pressure going uh pressure on him going into the season i'll i'll put the see i'll put the dolphins slightly ahead because if the patriots go with can't uh, no i'm sorry With the Patriots getting back the starters on defense, I think that they will be better than the Dolphins. But I'm sorry. I I can't hear this is going to be a comeback season for Cam Noonan again. He has not been the same player since his first shoulder injury. The the Panthers screwed him up. They should have gotten the surgery when it first was um, pointed out and and they mishandled that. I'm not sure if it was the Panthers front office or Cam or a combination of both. He's a bag of damaged goods. He's past his prime. Uh, at best, he's a backup quarterback, right? But his ego uh, will always get the best of him. I'm sick of him. The Superman has faced his kryp- kryptonite, okay? I'm done with Cam yeah, Newton. That, I'm you were just, saving that line. I'm, no, I wasn't. That just came up to me. But, shh, here, yeah, shh, Oliver. Um... But I'm done with Cam Newton. I I, I don't know. I think that he'll start this season, but I think he'll be replaced by Mac Jones come week five. And then finally, Peter, I'll go with the Jets. I do think that you'll see improvement. I do think that, honestly, I think there's a higher chance that Wilson starts for the Jets than Lawrence does for the Jaguars. Just because you take a look at who's behind them and there's no one. But I'll go, uh, Wilson has a decent rookie season and they'll improve on some aspects of the ball, but still has a ways to go.
2: So what do you have the record then?
1: Um all right, so quick I'll go with the um the Bills, I'll go at twelve and five. I'll go the Patriots nine and eight. I'll go the Dolphins um eight and nine, and then the Jets, I'll go six and eleven, five and twelve. Okay, fair. Yeah. Um but we'll see. We'll see. You never know. All right, let's move over to the other conference, and that's the NFC. So let's start off with the NFC West. Peter, I'll let you start with this one.
2: Oh, wait. Did Oliver get a crack at the AFC East?
1: Yeah, dude. Remember, I, he just listed off how the order was going to go, and he was like, that's all I got for you, folks. I'm
2: getting it right. right Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, NFC West, you said? Yes. All right. I think this and the NFC East are nearly impossible to predict
1: because
2: mm. I, think, I think the NFC West is the most loaded division in football. But I think the Rams, I got the Rams at one. I have, I've changed this maybe three times. I have the 49ers at two. Okay. The Seahawks at three and the Cardinals at four.
1: Right? Wow. I don't think, I mean, it's a crapshoot.
2: Like all these teams in a different division would be probably a division favorite.
0: Is it going to be Garoppolo?
2: Oh, it's going to be Garoppolo. I think if if Garoppolo – I mean, he knows – we'll get to this, but he knows that Trey Lance is breathing down his neck, so I think that gives him some kind of sense of urgency. But, I mean, I think – like we've talked about the Rams. I think they're going to be – I think they're contenders. I don't know if they're – like the the premier contender from the NFC, but I think they're up there. The 49ers, I think it's just having at least subpar quarterback play with their defense will make them – a much better team, and you'd hope that their entire defense doesn't get decimated by injuries. Uh, the Seahawks, I think, something that is is going to get lost with the Seahawks is if they actually can't sign Dwayne Brown, and they gave all the money to number thirty. Yeah, it's that's a you like. The, what, why would you prefer, like prefer to sign a safety, a box safety, two interceptions. over signing Yeah, two interceptions. I mean, he's a good pass rusher. Ooh. Yeah, Why would you do that instead of signing uh, instead of hmm. signing your blindside protector for for Russell Wilson who I mean he hasn't he hasn't gotten injured somehow, despite having a miserable offensive line his entire life. But I mean, there's no way that he if you ask him, he's been begging for Dwayne Brown, like to get his money so he's at least there in camp. And now you're giving Dwayne Brown less time to gel with I don't know if they're a new offensive line, but they seem to have a new one every year and it doesn't happen in a day. And then the Cardinals, I have at eight and nine, just because I need to. I need to give them some losses. Like I have them in fourth, but I think they're the best fourth place team in in the NFL, just because the rest of the division is loaded. I mean, I think JJ Watt's obviously, honestly, a pretty overrated addition, but he'll he'll be something. If they lose Chandler Jones, though, I think that hurts JJ Watt because obviously it's like there's. There's going to be single coverage on on one of the two of them, but obviously every single time JJ Watt would they get doubled, and he becomes he's still going to be impactful, but he's not going to be the JJ Watt of old. I mean, he never will be, but he'll at least be something close if he has Chandler Jones on the other side. And then, yeah, I mean, other than that, I, I think I think there's three playoff teams in this division, that being the Rams, 49ers, and Seahawks. But it's it's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, Peter, I I, I I agree a lot with you on the NFC West, and I'll, and I'll say my piece, but just real quick, I, I think that the J.J. Watt move was definitely one of the more overrated moves of the season, and definitely it'll be less impactful if Jones is traded away. Um, I do think that it's a crapshoot, but before I say my piece, Oliver, you may go ahead.
0: So... For, I, I, before Cam Akers got hurt, I would have said that the Rams are going to be the best team they're going to come out of there. I think that it will impact them a little bit, and so I think that with that, I think the Seahawks are going to be the number one. I mean, Russell Wilson's still there. Another year, DK Metcalf, Chris Carson's solid. Their offense is pretty. It's probably top five. Defense might be a little problematic, but I think that they'll have enough there. I mean, Russell Wilson will be able to win the big games, um, so I think that'll be enough to have them win the division um, but I think there could be three teams that come out of there I think you know the Seahawks Rams and the Cardinals are all teams that can come out I think the Niners with like the Garoppolo Trey Lance issue it might get a little dicey because like I just I don't trust Garoppolo and I think Trey Lance is still too young so I think they might need another year I think the rest of the team is fine but if you don't have a quarterback it's going to be cap an issue so I think those top three and then the 49ers are going to be the team that gets left off there
1: yeah, so I'm I'm a little at a loss with this division as well, Peter, because like I, I could see going so many different ways. So obviously the Rams probably made the biggest splash this offseason by upgrading – well, according to experts, upgrading from Jared Goff to Matt Stafford, which I do think, even though I'm not a Stafford believer just yet, I do think he's an upgrade over Jared Goff. The 49ers, you got to remember, <clears throat> along with getting back Garoppolo at the quarterback position, are also getting some key starters back on the defensive side of the ball, like their stud in Boza. <clears throat> so that'll help with the pass. What? Boza. Yeah, I said Boza. Dude, dude, <laughs> dude, I hear you. I hear you. Anyway, but, but, while they are getting some key guys back. Let's see if they're able to replace their great defense coordinator in solid because a lot of guys love playing for him, like the system. So we'll see that. I'll go with the Seahawks winning the division. And you guys know me. I'm a big Russell Wilson guy. I'm still waiting for him to get that MVP award, even though he had a rough second half of the season last year. Again, Peter, like you said, it seems like they have a difference on offensive line. Every single year, and besides Dwayne Brown, I don't know how good that offensive line is going to be. And like you said, still have to wait and see if they are able to sign him long term. Chris Carson, I do believe, is one of the more underrated running backs in the league. And obviously, they still they they still have um, solid wide receivers. Now, the defense side of the ball, Peter, don't love giving a safety that big of a contract. I, I truly believe this, that the safety, you can work with less. To me, it's like the running back of the defense side of the ball. If you have other pieces around it, you can work with less. And I don't know if the Seahawks have that good of a defensive pass rush. They're, they're cornerbacks. It's 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 a long way from the Legion of Boom. Their linebackers, definitely Bobby Wagner K.J. Wright, great great players. But-
0: K.J. Wright's a free agent. What happened? K.J. Wright's a free agent. K.J. He's Wright shot.
1: is he's a free agent. That's right, because he's linked to the Giants. That's right. So Bobby Wagner. So that even helps my point even more. So thank you, Oliver, even though you're trying to get me. But uh, so I don't know if I would have made that type of commitment. I, when when has the last big contract for a safety worked out for a team? I, the last big one before this was Landon Collins. And well, it, it's not like Landon Collins is the reason for that turnaround for the Washington football team. Uh, Harris, Harrison Smith, yes, but... Be careful. What? Relax. Careful. Relax. Uh, all i was saying is that, I, I don't know, I looked at the Seahawks' team, and again, it's very similar to the Green Bay Packers situation. I don't know if they're putting enough around their star quarterback to, again, put them in the prime position. And it's not the quarterback's fault, necessarily, but I don't know if they have enough to compete or get over that hump come playoff times against better teams. I'll put the Rams—no, I'll put the 49ers second, because I think that the 49ers getting healthier, getting improved quarterback play. I think it's going to be Garoppolo for most if not all the season. I don't know if Trey Lance is healthy—is uh, is ready to be a starter in this league. I'm going with the 49ers second. I'll put record-wise because Peter keeps pushing me on this. I'll go with the Seahawks 12-5. and five. The forty ers ten and seven. I'll go the Rams at nine and eight and the Cardinals at nine and eight. Uh nah, eight and nine as well. Listen, the Cardinals to me a lot of pressure on them. Yes, I know that no one really gives shit about them being out in Arizona, but I'm hearing that Cliff Kingsbury is a quarterback guru. I'm hearing that Kyler Murray is Uh, an electrifying player deserving of the number one overall pick a couple of seasons ago. They've given him weapons. They just went out and signed A.J. Green. They added players on the defensive side of the ball. I think the Cardinals are set up for another disappointing season. I'm not a believer in that duo in Kingsbury and uh, Murray. So I I feel that they come out flat and fourth in that division. Agreed. Alvar, you got anything else, or you, you're just going to be an asshole this entire episode?
0: <laughs> what the fuck was that for? Yeah,
1: okay. So let's move on.
0: I don't think that the 49ers are going to be that good. I mean, that's my only disagreement. I think everything else is pretty much the same. I just don't get how you can think that Garoppolo or Trey Lance's team can get you even the second place in that division.
1: Well, I just told you why, because they're getting healthy on both sides of the ball, and that and I feel you're that fucking, you're fucking crazy. Well, okay. Let's see how the season fucking plays out, dude. Um. <laughs> uh, um, NFC NFC South. Remember, Drew Brees now retired from the Saints, so they got Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill. Oliver, you go first. How's NFC South going to play out? Uh, I
0: mean, I feel like without... Drew Brees, the Saints are going to be definitely worse. I don't think that he had much left that tank, but I feel like he was far and away better than Jameis and Taysom Hill. I feel like, do we know who's the starter there yet? No, nah, no. That's good. It's always good to know your starter <laughs> Yeah, the season. So that's the Saints, and I think that Michael Thomas is hurt already. So, like, I mean, I just don't he's hurt what-
1: and he's already bitching. So it's you know the Saints are mid season form already.
0: Yeah, he's a bum. I would take you in a slam route over him right now, I think. <laughs> okay, uh, thanks. So there's the Saints. Falcons are, I mean, the Falcons are, they lost Julio. I feel like they haven't done much, in, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I, have, I haven't seen much out of them in free agency. They don't have a running back. Who's their starter? Ido Smith? Mike Davis. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, they might have the worst running back in the league. Uh, the defense is nothing to write home about, so I think that they're not going to be great either. I mean, it's really going to be who's the best out of all of them. Like, I mean, sorry. It's going to be literally the Bucks and a big pile of shit until the second team. So I think that the Bucs are going to win this one by three or four games, I'd say.
1: Yeah, honestly. It's more
0: about the teams being bad in the division than the Bucks. I think the Bucs will be worse. I think they'll go down a little bit from, you know, it's – the Super Bowl, so I think they'll regress a little bit, but I think it is more about how little of competition there is in the NFC South rather than the Bucs being that good.
1: Did you did you bring up the Panthers?
0: I don't think they're worth bringing up. I, I, I don't. I, I don't see a reality where they get more than four wins.
1: Okay, um, I really think that both South teams are the most clear-cut divisions. But Peter, do you have a different take than me and all of them? No, more more or less the same. Yeah, I I, I look at all four of those teams, and like you said, I think it's a runaway for the Buccaneers. I'll be honest with you, Breeze was done. The only thing I'll say is decision-making, I think, was still better than either of those two quarterbacks. I'll be honest with you, uh, this might not be um, nice of me to say, but I think that James Winston is borderline an idiot. Uh, I do not trust him at the quarterback position. I feel that he's too uh, home-runner bust. And I I think that giving Taysom Hill a big-time contract like Sean Payne did uh, was kind of crazy considering that they used him like a offensive weapon the last couple of seasons and then you're going to give him a quarterback-like contract. That that doesn't make sense to me. Um, the, the Panthers, listen, Peter, I'll, I'll be honest with you. And I won't say I was like rooting for him, but Donald to me got the short end of the stick in – New York, just because, Absolutely. just because I think a real argument could be made that f- when he entered the league to last season, each year the talent around him and the roster overall got worse and worse each year. And I, I know that he dealt with some injuries, whether it was mono or actual injuries, throughout his young career. And I do think that he's a player that needed a fresh start as well. I think that the Panthers Panthers could be a fun team to watch, but it really is a make-or-break type year for um, the Carolina Panthers, um, Sam Darnold in particular. I do like Matt Rule as the coach. I think that he has them in the right direction. I still think they might be a year or two away from really competing. The Falcons, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I completely disagreed with their draft approach. And what I mean by that is they, they've been – so bad on the defensive side of the ball that I really thought that they should have drafted down. They should have stacked up on picks uh, at fourth overall. Instead they um, went with the tight end from Florida, Kyle Pitts, correct? Yeah. And then they go ahead and trade Julio. Now I think that Calvin Ridley is already a big time playmaker, but I think that he's really going to step up with Julio Jones now gone and he's going to continue that. Uh, tradition of number one receivers in Atlanta. If I were Atlanta, I would have made more of a push to trade Matt Ryan and got and got what I could have gotten for for him. Uh, I think that they should have blew it up. They they did part ways with Dan Quinn after a couple seasons as head coach. I knew that the Falcons were never going to be the same team after they collapsed the Super Bowl. Arthur Smith is now the head coach for Atlanta. Uh, and then the Buccaneers, so yeah, I, I have the Buccaneers win, win the NFC South pretty easily. All right, Oliver, your division, NFC North. Peter, let's start with you, though.
2: Uh, I mean, I think this is, I, although Oliver's not going to love this, uh, <laughs> I think that it's a clear Packers division. I, I mean, I don't think the Bears are going to do anything. I think Justin Fields is going to be all right, but... He's not going to start until, I think, enough time to re- prevent them from making any noise. So I think they're going to try Dalton for, like, the Bears are going to try Dalton for, like, four weeks. And he'll probably do Andy Dalton things. He'll throw, like, one touchdown and one pick in four straight games. And, like, they'll lose the game by, in Bears' fashion, by, like, four. And I'll try Justin Fields, but there's no way you can expect a rookie to lead you to anything anything mildly successful. Or I mean, you can, but it's it's you shouldn't be putting your money on it. Uh, so I got the Packers, something around like twelve and five, thirteen and four. I think the Vikings are going to be a fringe playoff team. I think they're going to be somewhere around like the six to eight seed. So I mean, I, I Oliver, I'll probably elaborate more on it, but the offensive line is kind of kind of patchwork. And they over, they've always had solid pieces on their defense, but there's a bunch of suspect spots. I mean, I don't think that having Patrick Peterson is good, but I don't think he's going to be. He's not the Patrick Peterson of old, where he's going to be like a legitimate lockdown corner. And that leaves the other. They, they're one of their rookies, like one of their first round picks, got arrested or something, something along those lines, or Prison something like that, right? Prison Jeff, I don't, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, they're gonna, they may, maybe they'll make make a little bit of noise but they're gonna lose in the first round like they do every year if they make it and the Lions are although Dan Campbell's electric they're they're not gonna do anything they're they're still the Lions and they still are gonna suck and I don't think Jared Goff is gonna be leading them to anything even mildly
1: successful Oliver the floor is yours my friend
0: yeah, so it's funny, the losing the first round narrative. Uh, as I recall, a couple of years back, uh, they had the greatest play of all time in NFL history. Case Keenum just to look. find to advance the next round, which would be round two. So
1: Before Kirk that, Cousins look. was there. Huh? Before Kirk Cousins was there.
0: He didn't say it was a Cousins narrative. He said it was a Vikings narrative. Okay. Yeah, it's, I, it's a Vikings narrative. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I just don't see, I mean, yeah, the Packers, I have the Packers over the Vikings in the division. I think that is clear every time Rodgers is playing, it's going to be the Packers. That's fair. They're a top four team probably in the NFL, but as I called it last year, it was going to be a rebuilding year for the Vikings. Yeah, I don't
1: think you called it.
0: Uh, check the fucking tapes, Victor. Okay. All right. You can also check the Twitter account. It was rebuilding year was the hashtag. It was trending on Twitter multiple times throughout the year. Rebuilding year. What do we do? We rebuild it. We rebuilt the offensive line. <laughs> Christian Darrisaw back to number 22. Got him for left tackle to solidify the position. Did he get injured, and is he dealing with a back problem right now? Sure. But they're saying he should be ready to go for uh, week one. So we have him. We got another All-American along with Darrisaw at our right guard position, which was probably the worst in football uh, in fucking uh, Ezra Cleveland. So we got got him. We have Garrett Bradbury coming back, right tackle Brian O'Neal. You know, you've heard the stories about Brian O'Neal. Been a stud since he's been in the league. Uh, And as far as defense goes, Victor, and I told told you about this in the last podcast, I guess it didn't make its way to the airwaves. No, it uh, didn't,
1: dude, because we sounded like absolute morons. Cheech yeah. and Chong yeah. could have put it in the, have a better podcast than that All right, team.
0: all right. So I can say it again. We rebuilt the entire defense. Michael Pierce was out all of last year because he opted out for COVID. He's back. You know this too well. Dalton Tomlinson stole him from your ass. Yeah, just there. like he
1: did Linville Joseph.
0: Shelled, and he was a pro bowler every year. Uh, again, I wasn't
1: saying it to argue. I was just saying, dude.
0: <clears throat> uh, Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Hunter's back he was injured all Daniel Daniel Hunter say his name right nope don't ask to he's a, he's a top 10 defensive end in the NFL I think that'll help and on the defense we have Eric Hendricks we have Anthony Barr coming back the needle Cameron okay. Dent the best rookie cornerback since week 11 of last year uh, Patrick Peterson Hall of Famer Harrison Smith Hall of Famer and then Xavier Woods from the Cowboys, who so he's no Anthony Harris, but he's going to be fine. And then the offense, I don't need to get into the offense. I already went over the old line. It's going to come down to Kirk Cousins. Can he make plays with a clean pocket? You know he can't do it with a, you know, a hurried pocket. He's probably bottom five in the NFL. So if they're able to keep the pocket clean, if Darasol is able to come back, secure the left side, I see no reason why they're going to be any worse than 11-6. and six.
1: So that was a lot, Oliver, and probably the most anyone's ever talked about the Vikings on a sports podcast. So that was a lot to take in. But I think that you make some valid points. And I can't really – I would be doing a disservice to add anything on top of that. But I agree with you that the Packers will win the division um, even though that they are a organization in chaos right now. I do think that Aaron Rodgers, being their quarterback, still having Devontae Adams, still having um, their Randall Cobb back, and that solid offensive line, I think that will be enough in their defense. Again, a good, not great, in my opinion, but good um, is enough to win that division. Uh, I still need to see big time Kirk come up in big moments before I think that he beats the Packers ever. Him up the pocket bitch let me finish (laughs) (laughs) I I I really think that the Vikings have one of the best offensive cores in the entire offensive units in the entire league I love Justin Jefferson Adam Thielen making uh, us whites proud dominating at the wide receiver position Dalvin Cook fourteen touchdowns
0: last year uh,
1: again again I was not insulting Adam Thielen. I was just saying that he's um, a great wide receiver, Albert. So I don't know the hostility. Dalvin Cook, to me, right behind Derrick Henry as best running back in the league. And that defense, like, like you said, a uh, couple of acquisitions have gotten healthier. So I do think that the Vikings will be a playoff team. Now, do they get past the first round? To be a TBD. The other two teams, I don't expect much from Chicago. I think that defense will once again ball, but will be held back again by their offense. And I think that Matt Nagy uh, should be gone after this season. And then Dan Campbell, uh, who actually has the same first name as one of my coaches from high school. And just like that coach, he is a barbarian. And he's a Neanderthal. I mean, have you heard some of his press conferences? I understand being passionate and fiery and everything. But the guy, sounds like he has three brain cells left. Uh, Talking about biting your knees and everything. Yeah, okay. Um, I think that they'll find themselves alone in the basement in the NFC North and will be clearly the worst team uh, in that division. Even though they have a sick running back. Jamal Williams is sick, dude. I'd love hearing that guy at press. Okay.
0: What do you mean by sick? Like he's got a good personality.
1: He's very better. funny. He, yeah. I, again, Oliver. If if you weren't so hostile, I was about to say in press conferences and everything. Relax. It's different. Mm, okay. Finally, NFC East. Uh, Oliver, since you have the loud mouth, let's uh, let's keep it running. What, how do you have the NFC East playing out? Careful. Yep. Careful. So- careful. Careful.
0: So I think it'll be the Cowboys, and then I think I would put the Cowboys – I think they're going to resume their status before Dak's injury. I think that they were rolling before that. C. Lamb's going to have another year under his belt. He looks like he'll be a stud. Um, Obviously, Amari Cooper's there. Their defense with – to be honest, I forgot the guy's name, but the middle linebacker from Hard Knocks, he's going to be there. Oh, Micah Parsons? Jalen Smith or – No, no, the other guy, the rookie. Micah Parsons. Parsons. Yeah, shout out Ole. Um, <laughs> yeah, gonna, the defense is going to be enough and the offense is going to be the same pieces as it was last year. I mean, you still have Zeke there. I think there's just too much talent for them not to be the best team in that division. Um, I think coming in second, the Redskins, sorry, sorry. The football team is going to come in second and I think they're going to compete for a wild card. I think that, like I said before, Ryan Fitzpatrick will have enough to kind of reinvigorate the offense, the defense is, Obviously, you got a lot of studs there. So I think that they can truly compete for a wild card. Obviously, Victor, you don't agree. But it's not the first thing that you've gotten wrong. So all good there. Um, and then I think the other two, it's the Eagles and the Cowboys. And then the Eagles, the Eagles have the highest range, maybe, out of any team in the NFL.
1: You think highest range? Yes. I
0: think, that, I think that's fair. Jalen Hurts, if he's good, and he looks like he'll be an unbelievable quarterback. If he's good
1: Unbelievable he can bring the quarterback. Over, did you watch the same games I was watching last season? Unbelievable quarterback? Unbelievable quarterback.
0: And he just thought it sounded good. I didn't say. I said he looks like he'll be an.
1: I said looks like he'll, he'll be not, an unbelievable okay, 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 quarterback. Whatever you see that makes you think he's going to be an unbelievable let, quarterback. Let, let me slow this down. He got benched in college, go. college. Okay, he barely deserved the right to start for the Eagles last year. It's just because Peterson had it out for Wentz and was trying to hey, save his job.
0: Hey, Twinkle Toes. I meant it as literal as I possibly <laughs> could with that. He literally looks from a. Person figurative perspective, he looks like he would be good in the NFL. Meaning that, yeah, and you look
1: and sound like a moron with a take like that. But continue.
0: Well, that was that was what I was trying to say. You fucking yeah. interrupted me. Yeah. You've been in fucking sports journalism for five years, and you think that you can just step in front of people's takes? The fuck out of here with that. Go join first take. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think that the Eagles have the biggest range in the NFL, and then there's the Giants, which I mean, you have Daniel Jones as quarterback. You're only going to be you have the to Giants
1: coming them. in last.
0: I don't think anyone in the world who has a brain
1: wouldn't pick the Giants in last. Okay, I Oliver, do Oliver, I Oliver, like uh, seriously, I like no, 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 no. you're like a funny I, I guy and everything. You are a fucking moron for that. team. I think their,
0: their defense is their defense is fine. I think that they their defense is good. Defense. good.
1: And could they borderline great this season.
0: They, they stole a O'Denny Bow from the Vikings. Had a fumble recovery for a touchdown last year. No big deal. So they're going to get the playmaker that they need on defense. The playmaker,
1: yeah. If Phoebe is that. Okay. What else, dude? Wrap it up.
0: And I, I mean, the, the, they got <laughs> that back from the Titans, the cornerback. I don't even know. I forgot his name. Corey Jackson. Jackson. Uh, they got the wide receiver from the Lions. He'll be there. Kenny Galladay. If, no the, if you have no one to throw you the ball... There's not much you can do with the weapons, and it's tough to. For it's going to be tougher, the Giants' defense to do what they can do, when the offense is going to be putting up 13 to 17 Bet. points. Bet. A game.
1: Yep, yep.
0: And I mean that with all due respect. No,
1: no, yeah, all due respect, all due respect. Yeah, you can take your all due respect and sh- shove it, Peter. You go.
2: Uh, I have it pretty similar. Uh, I have. Cowboys at ten and seven, the football team at nine and eight. I have the Giants right behind Washington though at eight and nine. I think I mean I, I I'd be lying to you if I thought Daniel Jones was the guy, but uh I think he'll be okay. I think that he's gonna be he Daniel Jones is just gonna be a perpetual like next year is his year and the Giants are gonna be stuck in that for until they're forced to give him a huge contract. But I think the bigger story for the Giants is uh, they're quietly in an extremely weird spot with Saquon Barkley, yeah. Because you've got to give him yep. some kind of promise coming this Oof. year. If he comes out, thank you. If he comes out and he <laughs> is, and he looks like he was, which who knows if he will. If there's anybody that's going to do it, it's him. But if he comes out and he's he's firing, you'd think that it takes a little bit of heat off Daniel Jones, who I don't think you want to you want sit there sitting back there and slinging the ball for like. 40 times a game he'll, I don't think he's he's that guy I'd be shocked if he was but maybe but even so I I think their defense although good I think it had a better year than than I think that people were expecting because they expected nothing yeah. uh, and then Eagles I have a, like I think the Eagles are going to be like one of the worst teams in the league I just they're all flash Yeah. like you can't a bunch of guys that are just trying to like make cool plays and get on the top ten are not gonna not gonna get you there. Jalen Hurts is probably has some of the worst decision making in the league. He's just fast. He'll be a good fantasy quarterback. He'll be like Jameis. He's just he can maybe make some errant, some crazy play that's gonna get you a couple of points at fantasy, but I, he's not gonna be your guy. Like if I went to the quarter if I went into the game and I had Jalen Hurts as my quarterback, I'd be screaming. But yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at.
1: Yeah, um, so,
2: so
1: I'm about to go off and let's hear you fucking hack. Um, yeah, so shut the fuck up because I allowed you to talk with some outrageous, like, like you can't even like say it with a straight face. You just did it for like, like if we were on like a real show, like that would just be something you say to gain, garner attention. So thanks for that, I guess. But anyway, um, I have my Giants. Okay, so Oliver, I will say this. I'm going to use what you said. I think the Giants actually are one of those teams with one of the highest ranges. And here's why. I I love what Patrick Graham did in year one with the defense, right? And I think they only got stronger. Now, I do hate that Alvin Tomlinson we let go, right? Leonard Williams, would I have given him a big contract after one year after a career year no but I I think that they were kind of pinned with n- no real other option to do like like I feel like after that trade they had to and, and I'll give Leonard Williams credit Peter he did show out last season but can I rely on him I'm not there yet because there were a couple of games down the trench uh down the stretch that he disappeared I Thank like a question on that yes.
2: Uh, did they end up paying him like a D end or a D tackle?
1: I believe a D. She was crying about that. I believe a D end, Peter. Okay. I will look up his contract, but let me continue. Sure. Um, I love the signing. I-, I know that he's had some injury past, but I love the upgrade at the cornerback, second cornerback position with Dory Jackson. Yes, there were some people that questioned it, considered it a risky move. Uh, A lot of those same people also consider James Bradbury a risky move. And look how he balled last season. Again, the career year. And and even with the Panthers, he was solid. But last year, he really came on the scene. I love Logan Ryan, both as a player and his leadership abilities. Jabril Peppers gets better and better with each season. Their linebackers, to me, aren't ideal. And I still think that pass rush is going to be a little bit of an issue. But we'll see how Patrick Graham is able to use... Uh, their second-round pick as well, who many people think is a steal of the draft again. I, I, I think that it needs to be seen. Not a draft guy, though. Uh, no, I'm not. And, and and I Peter, I just said I'm not there yet. And I think that a lot of people are overblowing that one play where he, quote, blew up. Metcad Beckton and got off of the block. I, I thought that was ridiculous. But anyway, I uh, still need to see him play at an elite level, at the professional level. Offense side of ball. Listen, he only played five games last year, but they added a weapon in Kenny Galladay, who is uh, no stranger to making tough catches. Saquon, I'm sorry, Peter, but unless the Giants make the playoffs and Saquon looks like um, his old self, I'm not even discussing a long-term contract with him because in more cases than not, you you can find running back talent late in the draft. You you can find other guys uh, to put in your system and have success as long as you have a good offensive line. But that's where I say the Giants have the most range in whether they're going to be a good playoff team or one of the inferior teams in the league. It all comes down to their offensive line, and they've been trying to rebuild that offensive line for years now. And Dave Kettleman keeps saying the right things and keeps talking about patience. John Mara as well. I'm sorry. I, this is very similar. I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful. Has very similar feelings to the 2017 season where the Giants went out and signed a Brandon Marshall and and had weapons on the offensive side of the ball and was supposed to have a good defense and their offensive line really halted any sort of success that they were going to have that season just because again you can have all the talent at the quarterback position at the running back wide receiver tight end position um and if you don't have any running lanes or any time to throw the ball, it really doesn't matter the talent you have on that uh, on the offense. So uh, Andrew Thomas, he got better down the stretch. He dealt with some injuries last season. We'll see how he improves year two. Matt Pert, right side of the ball. Will Hernandez is a big question mark. I like Nick Gates at center, but they did let go their best offensive lineman and Kevin Zeitler he went to the Ravens I think that'll be a big loss so yes it's young uh, yes they're hopeful but I've been hearing the same thing years and years now so uh, I think it all again has to come down to how their offensive line plays and Evan Ingram uh, I, I wish he was gone I, I love the addition of Kyle Rudolph I like Caden Smith at tight end uh, Evan Ingram, I wish they dealt this offseason, but they, they still have high hopes for him. My favorite player on that side of the ball is Sterling Shepard. I think he's the most reliable g- guy, uh, most reliable wide receiver on that team. So it, it really could go either way, and, and it comes to the, down to the offensive line. I like the the direction Joe Judge and his – implementation of his system his beliefs I'm sorry I didn't know that football players can't run laps or do any sort of cardio for punishments anymore I mean you have high schoolers running laps if they can do professionals who are getting paid to play a sport can run laps if they screw up I'm sorry that uh, discipline is still part of the game and did you notice how the Buccaneers get into a fight with I forget the other team, and they're posting pictures about it, yet when the Giants get in a fight during practice, it's, oh, Joe Judge has lost control of the locker room. Oh, where are all the reports that Bruce Arians has lost control of his locker room because his team gets into fights on the field? I, I'm sorry, but there's there's this narrative against Joe Judge. I'm sick of it. I, I don't know why people uh, have a problem with him just because he's old school. Obviously, old school sport. I love him. But looking at the rest of the Decision, uh, less rest of the division. Sorry, my speech impediment. I have the Giants coming in, uh, first place. I have the Cowboys coming in in second. I do think that with Dak healthy, they will be all force on offense. Don't know if they did enough on the defensive side of the ball. I do like, I, I wish they drafted him, but Michael Parsons, uh, looks like he's going to be a stud, but we got to say, we got to say, obviously, the three headed, um, uh, three-headed terror of the wide receivers that they have it is going to be tough to handle. Zeke is still looking to bounce back. That offensive line isn't the same as it once was, but I still think their offense is going to be a force to deal with. I had the Washington football team, like I said, not a big fan of their quarterback decision in going with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think that was a waste. I do like the change that Ron Rivera has installed into that culture, but again, it's going to be disappointing with going uh, with Fitzpatrick at the quarterback Helm and then the unbelievable quarterback and Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles will come in last because they have a lack of talent. Sorry, that was a little bit of a rant, but I get into it with my Giants. You know that. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else, fellas, or would you like to move on?
0: No, you're good. I just think it's fine. Have the Giants is number one? Yeah, the Giants
1: is one is absurd. But oh, really? Oh, okay. So Daniel Jones, by the way, Daniel Jones, right? So I'm going to give you two players, and you tell me who the two players are, right? So player X wow. in That's his so first sense. two in his first two seasons, um, <laughs> almost six thousand passing yards, thirty five passing touchdowns, twenty two interceptions. That's player X, right? Player Y, first two seasons, thirty touchdowns, just over five thousand passing yards, twenty one interceptions. And he guess who those two players are?
2: Uh, well, one's Daniel Jones, and yeah. uh, I don't know who the other one is. Second is Colin Josh
1: Lester. Allen. Look how he ascended in his third year Josh with the addition an He's an of Stefan Diggs. John's added Galladay. I expect him to have to pay dividends for Jones and his growth in his career. Let's move on. Let's talk about the rest of the playoff format. So, who do we have coming out of the wild card? It is what three teams now coming out of the wild card? Yes. Yeah.
2: And can you guys hear me? By the way.
1: Yes, I can hear you. Let's uh, let's go through this because we spent a lot of time on the divisions. Peter, who do you have coming out of the wild card?
2: Uh, the three wild cards you're saying? Yes. I have for the AFC. I have the Browns the Chargers, and the Patriots. Not not in any particular order. Okay. And in the in the NFC, I have the Vikings, uh, the Vikings, the Seahawks, and the 49ers.
1: Okay. Oliver, who do you have? For the NFC? For both, Moron, because that's what Peter did.
0: Uh, we got the Rams, Vikings, and football team. And then we got the Broncos, Ravens, and Dolphins. I I got them making the playoffs in the wild card. Is that what you're looking for? You need another answer there.
1: So I got the the Rams and 49ers coming out of the NFC West in the wild card as well. And I have the Vikings. See? Talk that shit. In the NFC. And then Silencio. AFC – I have the Chargers. I have the... I, I I really want to, but I can't. It's tough because I really want to say the Patriots, but I know they're going to stick with Cam Newton for too long, so I'm not going to go with them. Um, I'll go with the Chargers, the Browns, and the... Throw a wild card and say the Colts. I like that. Yeah, I'll say the Colts. All right, now let's... Do we have any... I mean, we kind of broke down a lot of the uh, the teams. Do you guys have any like dark horses that we should be looking out for? Any potential surprising teams? I have one in mind, but I'll, I'll let you guys go first if you have any.
2: Mine were... I think I... My computer decided it wants to restart in the middle of this, but That's fine. I think I had the the Colts as one of them. And I honestly don't remember who the other one was, but I yeah, I think I think the Colts are gonna be the surprise, but I don't know how, how surprising they're gonna be. I think there's a lot of the a
0: lot of the divisions are, are pretty clear cut, at least as yeah. of now.
1: Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Oliver?
0: Uh no. I think it's straight chalk this year.
1: Um, I'll throw out the Panthers as a potentially surprising team uh, just because I, I do like what they're doing right now, and uh, we'll see. I Again, I, I talked about the importance of a fresh start for the Panthers, and, and I'll throw this one out there as well. Um, uh, you guys seem to find it a little surprising, but I'll go 49ers just with the uh, injuries coming back. And I expect Jimmy Garoppolo, like you said, Peter, Trey Lance breathing down his neck, uh, I, I expect him to up his game a little bit. All right, and then and then do we do we have any disappointments for teams across the league?
2: I think, I mean, I, I think I said it a little before, but I have I have the Dolphins. I've, I brought up the thing about um, the teams that spend the most money in free agency generally, yeah. Generally, have one year of success, and then there's a pretty big drop off after that. And I think that just like how the Patriots are are going to have temporary success this year i think the dolphins had their temporary success last year although not tremendously successful since they didn't make the playoffs but i think their people are expecting pretty pretty strong results for them and i just don't think it's happening
1: okay oliver
0: for dark horse teams
1: nope oliver once again not paying attention disappointing teams <laughs>
0: Yeah, it'll be the Bills. I think the Bills are the one team. that, Not the one team, but I think that'll be the big regression team. I mean, Josh Allen, the way he plays, I, I just don't think it's sustainable. Stephon Diggs, absolute diva. I mean, he had one good year. Oh, my God. Dude, There's will no you
1: game get over it? It
0: was a win-win win trade.
1: What? It was a win-win trade. Move on, dude.
0: No, I, I don't think it was. I think the Vikings got uh just as good Diggs with a far cheaper contract, I don't believe that it was a win-win. I think the Vikings fleeced them. That's beside the point. I mean, um, did, did I you
1: not I see how much Diggs meant to Allen, though?
0: He was fine. It called Beasley. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I think that they're just bound to go. No <laughs> run game. They have Zach Moss as their running back. Uh, and if he's anything like the Zach Moss that we went to high school with, I just don't, don't think there's enough there on the wow. run. Wow. You know, at least provide him the support he needs. Defense with, is good, but I don't I don't think they've been as good as they were in the past when the offense wasn't as good. So, I mean, Trey White's fine, but I just don't think that there's enough there either. To, I mean, I just don't think that there's enough there for them to make another run at the AFC Championship, which they'll never be able to get past the Chiefs regardless. So I think even yeah. having Josh Allen and committing that much to him is a crazy move as it is. But that's just my two cents.
1: Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll just go through mine really quick. I think the Rams could be a potentially disappointing team because I'm not a Matt Stafford believer. I, I think we talked about this, Peter, but the Steelers with uh, uh piss-poor offensive line and aging quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. Um, you know, it pains me to kill it, uh, say this, but again, I don't know if they did enough to improve. I could see the Seahawks being a little bit disappointing as well. Um, and finally, I, I can't disagree with you guys on uh, – the Dolphins, I, I think that they could, depending on their quarterback play, could be disappointing uh, even though they're looking to um, improve off of last season. And I think a lot of people think that Brian Flores is a good head coach. I could see them having some trouble. And and the Bills, listen, it, it, you know, Bills Mafia, the, the inbreds that are that fan base, I could see them having – The most
0: overrated group of people in the world. I mean,
1: dude, the fact that they're jumping on tables, like – Dude, like, you already have brain damage from rooting for the Bills. Like, you're not helping. they're about
0: to sell their team.
1: Dude, I know.
0: I know. They're going to be in Texas in, like, two years, and they're still supporting that. Dude, which, like, I don't
1: don't know about you guys. Like, just, we can touch upon this quickly. Like, I I don't want to hold you up too much longer. Like, of all places, like, Texas, like, that, that, that... I mean, I know San Antonio. There's been a lot of uh, talk about because of how they reacted to the startup football leagues the past couple of years with the XFL and everything. But Texas, really, like it's run by the Cowboys. The Texans are there too. Like, don't you think they should start somewhere fresh if they're if they're going to move anywhere?
0: I would rather hang out in a room with Deshaun Watson and Aaron Hernandez blindfolded than live in Texas.
2: I didn't know – when did it come out that Texas was – or San Antonio was the rumor?
1: No, no, no. It wasn't – no, no, no. I I was just saying that um, after the feedback and the support that San Antonio gave to teams like – that they had in the XFL, there were, uh, you know, not even talks. Just like San Antonio deserves a team of their own. Like nothing is linked to San Antonio. Just there was talks about it. But no, it was – Houston and Austin, Texas, were linked.
2: Wait, Houston? They already. Why would I they mean, uh,
1: Austin and Buffalo. I'm sorry, Austin and Buffalo.
2: Oh, oh okay.
1: Which does not make that. sense to me. Yeah,
2: I right. mean, I could. I don't think I. I don't think it's better than Buffalo, but
1: something. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, Alvar, you're really, uh, really pulling all the punches, uh, not holding back on Deshaun Watson. Uh, thanks for that. Um. All right, guys. So let's. Do we have any predictions for the championship games or the Super Bowl? Yep.
0: <laughs> Vikings beat <laughs> Super
2: Bowl.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: okay well, moving on. Yeah. Um, Actually, you want to unpack that? If their offensive line. Oh
1: my god! Old
0: Kurt Cousins up. Last year Kirk Cousins was the second had the second highest passer rating among all quarterbacks with a clean pocket. Yeah, he had the clean pocket three times. I take last year or my take this past year was that Kirk Cousins is Tom Brady with a bad offensive line. I was dead wrong.
1: Remember when you said Tom Brady was a game manager for most of his career? Kirk
0: Kirk Cousins is literally (laughs) better than Tom Brady statistically right now. Right. With a clean pocket. Right. I was dead wrong. He's better than him. Right. So if they have people to hold him up, mm-hmm. they're def- they have enough playmakers on both sides. Kirk just needs a clean pocket, and he's going to throw for three touchdowns, 300 yards. Dalvin Cook will get. I mean, how are you going to stop uh, Vikings' play action? You can go to Dalvin Cook. Jefferson or Thielen. Like, you cannot cover all three of those with Kirk in it. You cannot.
1: I agree. But is he going to show up in the biggest of moments? Because he's failed to do so more times than not in his career.
0: Ask his offensive line. You were just
1: making the case
0: with the Giants and the Browns at the beginning of, the, of this episode that you can have the, you know, best quarterback in the world. But if there's no offensive line, you can't do anything. So it doesn't fall on Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's done all just, he needed. Okay. He's going to have yeah. – he's going to get every beer bought to him mm-hmm. by the city of Minnesota after mm-hmm. all is said and done.
1: Yep, okay. I,
0: I think you might have worse CT than Chris Johnson. And he'll have a – <laughs> Yeah, dude,
1: I guy. think I got stupider from that take. What? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Peter, what about you? You got a Super Bowl prediction?
2: I do. I have I, – I've changed it a couple times, but I think I have Packers over Chiefs.
1: Wow. I think –
2: I, I and and to, to top it off, I think Aaron Rodgers still leaves at the end of it.
1: Oh yeah, I think I, he yeah. he
2: wins it and then he rides off into the sunset, and they're the worst team in the league for the next for the
0: foreseeable future.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I I truly stand by the fact that once Rodgers leaves, the the Packers go into the NFL abyss in terms of relevancy. But, yeah, absolutely. But, all right, so I'm I'm also going with the Chiefs just because I just think that they're too loaded. And I look at the other teams. I don't trust Tannehill come playoffs. I, I mean, he did not show up in last year's playoffs against the Ravens. I can't trust Lamar too many times throwing the ball. Uh, you can only run the ball so much as a quarterback. The Browns, uh, again. Um, but I, I'm going with the Chiefs again. And, and, and see, I, I, re- I really can't handle another – Uh, Buccaneers achieved Super Bowl, So, uh, you know, it's tough. Um, I really want to throw my giants in there, but I'm not going to be an idiot (sighs) like Oliver. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, part of me really wants to say, you know, I I don't want to sound like I'm copying you, Peter. But I, I want to say the Packers, too, dude. I just... Like, I know I've been ripping on them the entire show, and I really stand by my, like, off-season aspect. I just think that Rodgers is, like, one of those rare players that makes his team so much better. And I think that more than anything, he's going to rally his players. Not even the organization. He's going to rally his players, having some of his key guy guys back, too. I, I'll go with them, but I think the Chiefs win it against the Packers. Because I think that the Chiefs... Talent wise, are right with the Buccaneers, and I think that they are more talented than the Packers when it's all said and done.
0: An ice ball rematch.
1: You're right, dude. I remember that game. That was a sick game.
2: Yeah, you did. Um, you were there. Yeah,
1: I had the best tickets, so dude. Back then, had. you could get you could get fifty cent tickets, fifty yard line. It was sick. All right, so let me ask you this: Who? is going to win MVP this season. Uh
2: I think it's going to be I think we're going to we're going to go through a little thing where every other year Mahomes is going to win the MVP for the foreseeable future because they just can't give it to him every year. Or well, Rodgers obviously deserved it last year, but Mahomes is right right behind him, so I'm I got to go
1: Mahomes. Yeah, well, you know the same three names are going to be atop the list or be rumored it's going to be like Brady, Mahomes, Rodgers. I, 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 again, I'm still rooting for Wilson. I'll, I'll go Wilson this time around just because I really do think that he's uh, he continues to be one of the more underrated, underappreciated players. Um, if I had to throw in a non-quarterback, I think that Derrick Henry could very well be in that mix. Um, Dalvin Cook. But, Oliver, I'm interested to go. hear – I'm interested to hear uh, what you have to say.
0: So I actually have Lamar as my uh, MVP. I don't know why I do because I, I, ha- I mean, I get I have the Ravens coming second in the division, so I, I feel like that still would be fine for MVP. You know, I, I, I think the Browns are going to be very good, so for the Ravens to be better than them, it'll be, they'll have to get to like 12 wins or so. So I still think that the Ravens will be in a good enough position that Lamar could win the MVP if he can get like the passing part down. Um, but I when's that I, gonna happen huh
1: when's that gonna happen
0: I don't fucking know I'm not vouching for him Just okay. I think uh, might uh, again Oliver. I'm
1: asking you a question I don't understand you could just say I don't know no but like the tone attached to it is mm, like, well I think you're being a little sensitive but continue
0: no that was all I had to say I think it's either Lamar or Dalvin Cook I don't think there's any other option for MVP uh,
1: so no other option what about the phenomenal fucking quarterback in Philly known as Jalen Hurts
0: I didn't say he. Was also,
1: <laughs> also, I I really hope this doesn't Don't put happen. do words in my mouth. I right also, I mean, you said it. Um, I'm also going to throw out there. I would hate for this to be the case. I'm going to throw out uh, Josh Allen and Dak Prescott as well. Uh, actually, not Josh Allen. I take that back. Uh, he's going to regress a little, but Dak Prescott. I think I honestly do think Dak is Dak is possible. Yeah. Now uh, we can do this real quick. Offense Player of the Year. Peter, you got anyone? I have Zeke. Really, I you think, think he's going to have a bounce I, back year?
2: I I think they. I mean, the reason that he didn't is because literally the entire offense was him. So now if Dak Prescott's out there throwing for 300 yards a game, that takes a shitload of pressure off him, and they have a, an improved offensive line because I'm pretty sure they had a couple guys hurt last year. So now that you got everybody back, I think they're. I think he's going to explode.
0: Okay, Oliver. Yeah, I mean, I think the easy answer here is uh, Deshaun Watson. Obviously, he's had a good track record of uh, being on the offense this past year. So I think he won the offensive player of the year. Um, but, I mean, for the regular season, I think I got Dalvin Cook. I think, like we went over, if Kirk can get the play action going, that line's Dalvin up for another 2,000 yards, 16 touchdown season. So I think Dalvin Cook is my uh, second offensive player of the year.
1: Yeah, I'll throw this out there just because I, uh, I'm i a true believer in this guy. And um, I don't know. I, I'm just very high on him, and I feel that Julio is gone. I'm going with Calvin Ridley. I uh, I think that Dalvin Cook is very capable of winning it. I also think that Derek Kennedy, if he continues the way he's playing, is up there as well. But I'll go Calvin Ridley as a wild card type, uh, type of winner. Defensive player of the year, Peter, who do you have?
2: I have, I I feel like this is extreme chalk, but I'm just going to Aaron Donald because I don't really know. I don't know who else to choose over him.
1: Yeah, I feel that. Oliver?
0: I got Miles Garrett. Um, I think that if Clowney is able to you know, like Peter was saying before, suck a little bit of the pressure away from him. Um, actually, that might have been about the Cardinals. But about, yeah, Cardinals. Uh, yeah, but um, I think it's the same case, that if Whatever his name is, Clowney can you know get enough attention on one side of the line. I think that'll free up a lot of space for Miles Garrett. And I think that you know the Browns are going to have a good offense. A lot of teams are going to be playing catch up. You'll have a lot of opportunities for Miles Garrett to get a lot of you know numbers to pad the stats there a little bit. So I got uh, Miles Garrett at my Defensive Player of the Year.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with the Watt, but it's not JJ Watt. I'm going to go with TJ Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I feel like he's been knocking on the door. And he's proven to be one of the best players in the league. I also think that the um, Bosa brothers will be out there as well if they can stay healthy. But I'm going with TJ Watt this season. Comeback player of the year. Wow. Play- I'm honestly shocked you didn't just go to but
2: uh, <laughs> <come back laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't really know who's out there, but uh, I'm going to go CJ Mosley. I think if he looks, if he looks, considering I have no idea who he's going against, I think if he looks competent, I think he could be a pro bowler. And if he's a pro bowler, I think he's going to win Comeback Player of the Year.
1: Oliver?
0: What was the uh, rookie of the year? Comeback,
1: comeback Player of the Year, dumbass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dak Prescott. I mean, oh, that's right. Um, if his tibia is able to connect with the other part of it, I think that He's going to be in good shape. I think that the offense will be good enough that uh, everything will just be kind of in place. I mean, if he can throw for, like, I don't know, 4,000 yards and have 30 touchdowns, I think that'll be enough stat line-wise to get him that. So that's my that's my pick there.
1: Yeah, Peter, I, I don't hate the pick at all. I, I'm rooting for defense players to get more of the, like, mainstream-type awards. But to me, it comes down to Dak and Saquon, and I, I'm just going to say Saquon. This is a personal bias pick by me, but I'm hoping it's Saquon, so I'm going to go Saquon. Saquon. Um, we don't have it down there, but let's do rookie of the year. Peter, who do you have?
2: Uh, I think it's Kyle Pitts. I think he's, he's the most ready rookie to just come out and start tearing it up immediately because none of the quarterbacks are going to be off to a hot start, and I feel like a lot of the – a lot of the receivers and tight ends are, are plug-and-play kind of guys. I think Najee Harris has a chance, but I think just based on the, the void that Julio left, they need another guy to, be, to have Matt Ryan relying on. So I got I got Kyle Pitts.
1: All right, second part to that question before Fathead goes. Best rookie quarterback this season?
2: Uh, I think if Fields plays soon, if he plays early in the season, I think it's going to be Fields, but I – I honestly don't know how that's gonna go. I don't think Trey Lance is gonna play very much.
1: Yeah, neither do if I think he
2: does. I, I think that if they're if they're doing well, they're obviously gonna roll with Garoppolo, but I I don't know that I don't I just don't I mean I guess if you it depends on how you define like the most successful rookie because I think Lawrence or Wilson could put up maybe okay numbers, but I don't think their teams are gonna win.
1: Oliver, what about you two part question? Rookie of the year and then who do you think best rookie quarterback will be? Um,
0: I think that in terms of the best shot, I feel like there's. I I don't see it being any quarterback outside of Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I think he'll be in the best position uh, to get it. To get it, I mean, the only other position player I would say would maybe be Jamar Chase, possibly with the Bengals. Um, I just don't think that there's gonna be. I mean, there's a lot of linemen. I don't think a tight end is gonna win. I just think that it's kind of Trevor Lawrence's to lose, so I would have to say Trevor Lawrence for Rookie of the Year.
1: Yeah, actually, Albert, I was saying the same thing. I mean, the media and the so-called experts have bruises on their, um, on their palms and knees for how long they've been kissing Lawrence's ass. So, um, I think that it's his award to lose, and since he's going to win the award, I think that he'll technically be the best rookie quarterback to play this season but i do think that uh watch out for mac jones whenever he decides to play for the whenever bill belichick decides to uh replace newton with jones i think that he'll also be a uh quarterback to watch the rookie season all right and then finally let's talk about some uh uh some potential breakout players peter who you have
2: I have, I have two. I have one of either Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk because one of them is gonna is gonna become the role the, I the, the wide receiver that Garoppolo relies on. I know they already have Kittle, but one of the two of them is gonna have to become the one to take a step up. Mm-hmm. And then my other one, which I think is probably the obvious choice, uh, CD Lamb. I think just another year in the offense and a capable quarterback. He's and he already was looking pretty good right
0: off the bat last year, I think he's going to be a monster.
1: Sure. Oliver?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's two here. Um, First, I think he can go with Justin Herbert. Obviously, he won won the rookie of the year last year, but, I mean, if you're asking for a breakout, look at his face. It looks like he just ordered a fresh pepperoni pie. So, I think in terms (laughs) of him, he could be breaking out a lot this season. Um, And number two, I think, Peter had it on the dot. Uh, C.D. Lamb, he made that one catch in Hard Knocks last night or whatever night that was. And I think that was enough for me to solidify him as a uh, <laughs> kind of receiver. Victor?
1: Yeah, I'll go. Uh, C.D. Lamb is definitely a good one. I'll go with um, – I mean Calvin Ridley has kind of talked about my crush, so I can't really uh, put him in this list. But I'll go – what happened? What's up, Oliver? Yeah, shut up. Um, I'll go with Jerry Judy of the Denver Broncos because he had a little bit of a disappointing rookie season last year, but I think that he'll, uh, have a bounce back here. It really comes down to how well Drew Locke plays though, because I, I, it's tough. It's tough, but I'll go with, um, Jerry Judy for the Broncos and then quarterback. Listen, I, I'm, I'm almost rooting for him just because I feel like he got a raw deal. I'll go Sam Darnold of the Panthers. That'd
2: be awesome, honestly.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: Next next, uh, topic we're going to go on to uh, who has the most pressure on them or needs to show up. Uh, Victor, you want to lead us off on that?
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to go with the minor market quarterbacks. I'm calling you out. I'm calling out Baker Mayfield. I'm calling out um, Kyler Murray. I'm calling out to uh, I'm calling out Derek Carr. I'm calling out Ryan Tannehill, okay? A lot of you guys have a lot of talent around you and you're not producing or not living up to expectations that you would get in a major market city or a fan base that actually gave a fuck about how their football team (laughs) does. So I'm calling you out, Tannehill, you are running out of chances, my friend. I'm not a believer in you at all. I think you are very much overrated, and you're being carried by Derrick Henry. Kyler Murray, I think you are a borderline oompa loompa, and I do not think that you have deserved much of the credit that you've gotten in your young career. Last year was a disappointment. I expect this year to be a disappointment. Prove me wrong. Baker Mayfield, you got gotten more uh, help than anyone else across the league. And also, I'll add someone else. And I don't hate him. You guys might say I hate him, but I don't. Odell Beckham Jr. Browns offense, did not miss him at all last season. His career is kind of in purgatory right now. I know he'll cry and all the haters are picking on me. How about you shut up and show out, okay? The offense showed that they can deal without you. I think the Browns give you another year before they start talking trades about you. That That's who has the most pressure on them. I like that, actually. Fathead, who do you have?
0: Yeah, I think it's – I think there's many options here, but I think the clear number one is going to be Dan Jones. I think that it's his third year.
1: I mean that's a bitch answer.
0: He has all the pieces around him. All the pieces? We don't know about that offense. Okay. Okay. Oh, Daniel Jones is
2: an extremely re- reasonable pick here.
1: No, it is, but like all the pieces, we don't know how that offensive line... Again, Gettleman has yet to show me he knows how to construct an offensive line.
0: Yeah, well, I, I'm just going back to your other argument against Kirk Cousins, where like he should show up by now, so I, I, I'm on the same boat as I you mean, guys. Kirk Cousins has been in the league for how long? A decade now, Oliver? Well, st- he was with the Redskins prior. And okay. Yes, it was the Redskins at the time. I know. I know. I wasn't going to argue. So I think it's tough to gauge a quarterback when they play for that team. So that's why it's kind of a reset when you go to a new franchise. And similar to the boat is causing Jones. He's just, he's had, the, I mean, the defense is good. He's got a good running back. Wide receiver pieces are there. Who hasn't coach. been
1: healthy the first few years Jones has been in the league?
0: Yeah, and you could definitely make the same case about Davin Cook, who had torn his ACL, I think, two years ago. So really okay. mirror offenses. So Not
1: really.
0: Have, and you perform when you have the bright lights on in New York. I mean, it's going to be a real shootout this year for who's the best quarterback in New York. I think it's neck and neck. But again, last <laughs> year before, I think he gets shipped off, and it's the make-or-break time. Otherwise, he'll be, I don't know, probably just golfing during the football season. Breakout so, season
1: for Daniel Jones, I'm saying it now. I hope, good joke. I hope so. Yeah, you hope so. Go fuck yourself. Peter, who you have?
0: They deserve a quarterback that can walk in Eli's job. it. shut up. <laughs> I, have, uh, I have two, I think,
2: one of them, I you you already said, Baker. I think Baker has a ridiculous amount of pressure because this is the first time in his career that there's actual expectations I guess they had mild expectations last year, but it wasn't. It wasn't like they're now expected to make a jump into the second round of the playoffs. Since they've, because once you make it, once you make it once, once you make the playoffs, you're expected to now go deep. So uh, I got Baker, and then the other one, which I don't know if it's already a foregone conclusion that he's he's. It's his time is coming. It's a matter of when is Garoppolo? Because they now the whole team was they were already supposed to be a contender last season, and now they they've had they had a ridiculous amount of injuries and he was one of them and if he doesn't perform he's literally going to get replaced at the drop of the hat and they i'm sure they're getting pressure from manager to do
1: it now but you got to give garoppolo a little fair shake first that's a good one peter that that's that's one i should have mentioned but that's a good one and uh also peter to your point once you make the playoffs you're expected to go farther correct it's kind of crazy how the Vikings went further with Case Keenum sure. as their quarterback than they did with Kirk Cousins. They brought in Kirk Cousins hoping he would be the missing piece, and that hasn't worked out for them. And anyway. they
0: had a top five defense and a top seventeen offensive line.
1: Yeah, no, that's crazy. Um, anyway, guys, Peter, mostly, thank you very much for joining me on this. NFL preview edition of Old School of Sport. I had a lot of fun, and I always love talking sports with you, Peter, and Oliver. Thanks for tagging along. But, um, yeah, uh, anything you guys like to close out with?
0: Nah, I mean, uh, pleasure, pleasure being on. I'm um, sure I'll be on again soon.
1: Yeah, maybe. Oliver?
0: Yeah, I mean, you've always said that uh, you wish you could get more time with us over Max, but he always wanted to be in the episode, so just happy we can get a shot, and hopefully – things will change moving forward, so thank you. <laughs>
1: Alver is a product of a broken home, ladies and gentlemen. I also want just... one
0: more. Uh,
2: <laughs> tune into the back nine uh, Tuesdays. At wow. We
1: wow, we almost made a whole Thanks, episode God. without something coming out. That was sick. That was like, Yes, if you want a clown show, that would be a good uh, podcast. Anyway, uh, thank you for everyone for tuning in. I will be off next week because I'm on the- but until then thank you for tuning in at old school sports on Twitter like us on Facebook old school sport thank you everyone.